Welcome to the Lost Lowdown Podcast 149 with your hosts, Claude and Justin. What's up, guys? We're back, continuing our Season 3 commentary series with Episode 319, The Brig. Uh-oh. Where's the brig? Put him in the brig. Put him in the brig. Uh, yeah, so we're continuing on this uh, Season 3 journey. We're getting towards the end here, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is this is I would say the official start of the end. Yeah. Um, because we're we're heading into we're gonna we're gonna take a kind of in a way for the plot like a detour. Um, mm-hmm. but it's obviously a detour with uh, long term ramifications more or less. Um, and yeah, after that, you know, the season finale basically starts uh, as soon as they get away from the cabin. So, cause he's still lying there in that ditch in the finale, ready to kill himself. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, cause he's really suicidal when he gives up hope. That's his thing. Um, <laughs> no hope, must kill myself. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, uh, this episode is definitely uh, a pretty pivotal one, not just for Locke, but also for uh, for Sawyer. Mm-hmm. I would say it's a big, big moment for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember too much about this uh, in terms of like the the non-major scenes. So, right. Uh, That's I'm kind interested. of all I remember. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see what uh what this is gonna be like on the rewatch. Yeah, like I kind of vaguely remember what happens, but yeah, the specifics will be a surprise. That's part of the fun of the commentaries. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so. Uh, yeah, so before we dive in, uh, I have a little segment I'd like to do. Da-da-da-da, Justin's segment! <laughs> this is how you know we're a real podcast, because we have segments. Yep, you're not a real podcast because um, you have segments. Uh, no music, but it's a segment. Hey, um, I gave you some music. Oh, shit, I'm sorry, you did, yeah, I apologize. Well, uh, well is that music? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I made some What time. is music, really? What is, let's talk about that instead. <laughs> So this is our sort of uh, Lost Lowdown retrospective segment. Um, I listened to the Lost Lowdown... Fuck, I didn't write down the number. Sorry. The Lost Lowdown for Catch-22. It should be like mm-hmm. 20-something or other. Um, and uh, it was really... It was a fun one. I recommend it to all of you. Uh, it was like really entertaining at least for me not having heard it in so long yeah. and not to you know pat myself on the back or something but you know podcast uh 29 there you go thank you 29 um it's still out there and it's from uh april 2007. 2007 yeah so uh eight years ago yeah i guess so yeah wow. it's uh it's pretty old but um yeah but it was it was really entertaining so so we um we hated the. We really didn't like the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the funny thing was that like we didn't we didn't dislike Desmond per se. We just didn't like the episode. Mm. It sort of felt to me like we we didn't identify the problem with Desmond in the ah. episode. Like I felt like we kind of uh, circled around the issue, and we talked about other stuff that was bad about the episode. And aspects of the writing that didn't work, and like the overall plot being kind of crappy, but we didn't zero in on the problem is like Desmond here. I think that was our new insight. Yeah. 
Um, Because you had, like, this whole thing about... You did this thing where it was like, five things I never want to see on Lost... Or I never wanted to see on Lost. (laughs) And it was, like... It was was all, you know, stuff from that episode. Um, Like, uh, one thing you really thought was stupid was the idea that they sell uh, Jin on going with them on the trip. Because, like... So, just as, like, a camping excursion... And you were like, it's stupid that they're going camping because they camp every day. Yeah, every day of their lives is camping. The, going camping means nothing the way they're living. <laughs> so, like, why is that appealing? You know, like. Yeah, that's a good point I made. <laughs> yeah, I I have to agree. Um, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was just like, you were just like, that's such a stupid reason to get him to go. And it was, he was just like, that's the best they could do. Like, yeah, it's, and you were really not happy with that situation. Nice. Um, it was the yeah. uh, Catch-22 is the first episode where I did the scene-by-scene recap. Oh, um, we specifically talk about that. And it's like at the beginning, it's super awkward, which is part of why it's fun to listen to, because mm-hmm. uh, I just didn't I was not comfortable doing it at all, obviously. And so it's just like and we start our show and it was just like it was <laughs> it was just silly. I I think I got comfortable with it eventually, but man, mm-hmm. it was it's awkward and hilarious. And sometimes I just describe things in a really silly way. And I confused myself about what happened. Um, <laughs> Good. Yeah, I was really confused about the the helicopter. I mean, I, I know we talked about that again in the commentary. That just like the way they film the helicopter crash is mm-hmm. just not convincing. Yeah. And it was so not convincing to me. I just didn't understand what happened. Yeah, I remember that. Um. So I was just like asking you to recap it for me because I didn't understand. <laughs> like, I thought that I thought that Naomi dropped in the water because it seemed more like a person splash. Yeah, you, you can't get the perspective to see how far out that splash is to, to go, well, it's far out, that's why it's such a small flash uh, splash for the big helicopter. Yeah. Cause, yeah, because if it's close and it's small, then it's a person, you know, or a smaller object. But if it's far and it's small, then it's a big object. Right. Uh, yeah, and you exactly. and they, they're cutting corners on the budget so much that they don't show you any of it. Yeah. You know, like the two helicopter shots are a red light in the darkness in the sky mm-hmm. and then a splash. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and that's just not... It didn't sell it for me. And the red light was her parachuting, I guess. Um, oh, you're right. I think that is her parachuting. Not, I was thinking it was a helicopter. Yeah, it was like some kind of beacon or something. Um, yeah, and see, I thought... I, I had this crazy... I thought that it was an airplane that sounded like a helicopter. <laughs> I was, I was so confused. Oh, what are those heliplanes? <laughs> yeah. I, because they, they say there's this line in the episode where they're like, that doesn't sound like a helicopter. Or like, they don't they don't say it that way. They say, um, that's not what a helicopter is supposed to sound like or something. And it's because the helicopter's crashing. Oh. But yeah. like, I was like, oh, maybe it's not really a helicopter. It's an airplane. And I thought like the light was an airplane. And oh, yeah. It, I, this whole extra, I was just way off base, obviously. 
um, which was hilarious to listen to, and you had to just correct me on everything involving Here's a question. Here's a question. Sure, sure. Holy crap. I don't know if you've ever asked this. Go for it. How did the helicopter get through the time barrier? Hmm? <laughs> don't make that sound. <laughs> um, that's funny. Uh, accidentally? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it crashed, so that makes me think that it that it didn't go through the correct uh, yeah. bearing or something, and so. Um, oh, is that maybe why she's she's uh, she's she's uh, disoriented too? Mm-hmm. I would think so. Oh, it's that's not something just they sort the of pick up in season but... four. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. I hadn't really thought of that, but it seems logical. Yeah, I just. Because I, I was just thinking, why is it a helicopter and not a plane and all that stuff? And yeah. It's like, oh, how did it even get through the barrier? Yeah. That's a good question that I wasn't thinking about at all. We didn't know there was a barrier at this point. Yeah. Um, at least not so explicitly. It was like, yeah, it was more of a theory or, you know, Desmond just kind of sailed around and it was sort of like, there's some kind of thing, but is it actually literally a barrier there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, there was uh, a little mini Grindhouse review embedded in the episode. I guess uh, you had recently seen Grindhouse, and I had not seen it yet. Mm-hmm. And so you gave a brief thumbs up to Planet Terror and thumbs way down. To, nice! To, uh, uh, my views have not changed. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I stand by not particularly liking Planet Terror, but, uh, yeah, you were definitely right about Death Proof. Um, uh, the other thing that was weird about our, our dialogue about that is that apparently at the time, at least my insinuation from what we were, no, what we were insinuating, uh, is that we didn't like Jackie Brown. We make these comments mm. that kind of suggest that. I don't know. I remember, like, Jackie Brown really disappointed me when it came out because yeah. it wasn't Pulp Fiction. But uh, at this point, I feel like it's really good. At least to me now, it's, like, the last yeah. really good um, Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. And so... It's uh, possible that eight years ago was before I realized how good Jackie Brown was. But I thought it would have been... I thought I would have liked it by then. Because, yeah, I definitely have yeah. to rewatch it and reassess what I thought about it. And then I saw kind of the magic and, and what was really cool about it. Um, yeah, so that's interesting. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. I was surprised that that, that, that came up. Um, Why uh, did Jesse Brown come up? <laughs> well, just because we were talking about Grindhouse. Oh, I see. I, see. Um, I don't... No, I don't remember why Grindhouse came up. <laughs> yeah, that's the other question. It's, uh, it's I, was... I feel like Naveen Andrews, maybe? Could be, could be. That's true. He wasn't there. No, 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 now I remember. Now I remember. It's because of the opening dialogue um, uh, between uh, Charlie and uh, Hurley, where they're talking about the Flash and Superman. Oh. And I said, like, that would have been cutting-edge dialogue in 1991. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> fighting commentary from I know, I know it was a little harsh, but um, uh, yeah, but That's I mentioned one called it wants its lines back, right? <laughs> and uh, you were like, it's kind of like it's kind of like Kevin Smith, which is actually I would say the most accurate thing to say because it's specifically comic book based, mm-hmm. speculative. Like that's super Kevin Smith. 
Yeah. But it's also Quentin Tarantino just in the sense of random pop culture stuff that doesn't advance the plot in, I guess, yeah. in a more general way. Yeah. Um, and he did have a whole Superman thing in Kill Bill um, towards the end. Um, spoiler alert, not really. Um, so, yeah, that was weird. But, yeah, that's I think Quentin Tarantino came up and then you were like, we, you asked about Grindhouse and... Uh, so we briefly discussed it. Um, oh right, so so there's a there's a continuity issue that we identified then, and we talked about it again in the commentary, which is when Sawyer and Kate are talking about um, the you know when they had the, the sex in the cage, and they they're talking about how they had cameras and Jack saw them, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> I think Sawyer says, "I thought you said the cameras were broken," you know? Yeah. And at the time, back then, 2007, and now, we were both like, I don't remember that. Like, when did that happen? Like, and you had some hilarious speculation about, like, maybe it was after that they were broken. <laughs> and like, Well, I like, get confused. So, we were... I'm confused. So, so... I... In in the commentary and in the original, we didn't remember them ever mentioning the cameras being broken before. But you speculated in the in the original that that maybe they uh, they were broken later, like Stranger in a Strange Land time or something, and the writers just forgot that they oh. were later. <laughs> but um, I searched, so I didn't search the later ones, but I searched through the transcripts for all the episodes before I do, including I do with the one where they actually do it. And I searched for camera just to see if mm-hmm. anyone, and I looked at every instance they talked about a camera. There was not a single line that said the cameras are broken. Um, so I have no idea. I, and I'm a little confused because now I feel like I remember somebody saying the cameras were broken. So I'm confused that, like, I was that oh, I'm remembering something that I said I didn't remember. Well, Sawyer said it in Catch-22, but you remember it from a different time? Yeah, I feel like there's some reference to the cameras um, not working. Because he's saying... Oh, I see. Because you're saying in Catch-22, he, he says... Like, she tells him Jack saw us? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and he says, I thought the cameras were broken? Yeah, yeah. He's, she says, like, he saw us, there were cameras, and he's like, I thought you said the cameras were broken. Yeah, and I feel like in a previous episode, when they were in the cages, like, I think it's like maybe when Kate tries to climb out of her cage to get into Sawyer's cage, and he says something like, they can see us, and then maybe that's when she says the cameras are broken. Mm-hmm. I, I so at the very least she didn't use those words I guess yeah 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 I think maybe like if you just look at the word camera you might not find it if if she yeah. just says they or she uses some pronoun or something right. like uh, right. but yeah now I'm having this vague sense that they were right but the fact that both times we didn't remember that is yeah. funny. Yeah, and I, I still don't... I couldn't find it. I looked at the Lost PD page for Catch-22 because they have a continuity error section and they didn't mention it. They actually didn't mention the cameras at all. I looked at the, the section where they recap the conversation between Sawyer and Kate and they just conveniently omitted that thing and, you know, gave no reference to it anywhere. And so 
I'm just, I'm really curious if I'm missing something uh, and they did say that or if they just, uh, it's just a continuity error. It never happened and they just said that later. Yeah. I really don't know what the case is. Um, but anyway, uh, unanswered questions. Um, so the, uh, the next thing is I, I described the, the, the wine that they were, um, making at the monastery Mm -hmm. as monk wine. (laughs) We We had a long thing about monk wine. Um, cause it sounds weird, which I agree. Um, I, I had a question about whether or not Viacom still exists. Um, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Uh, and, uh, you were like, of course it does. And you were right. Uh, but I looked it up on Wikipedia and there, there was a sort of, uh, a breaking of the old Viacom and a making of a new Viacom in 2006, which wow. was, uh, the year before, so there, sort of the old Viacom ended, and then there was a new Viacom created in 2006. Um, not that I knew that, but uh, mm-hmm. I was sort of right. I started reading the Wikipedia page explaining why and what happened, and it was so boring. I just had to stop. <laughs> uh, I wasn't that interested. <laughs> but anyway, Viacom still exists. It's like a CBS subsidiary or spinoff or something like that. Um. Not that that matters. Oh, you had a you had a great crackpot theory, which is that Smokey was the oatmeal. Um, <laughs> oh, Smokey's the oatmeal. And oh. and because they all ate the the oatmeal, the Smokey was in them. Like nice, they got claimed. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you didn't say that because we didn't actually know we about didn't that. We know that. Yeah. But that's like the smoke monster was inside them, and like you pretended to be a fan writing a letter to Damon Carlton about your theory. That, <laughs> Smokey was the oatmeal. <laughs> it was really funny. Great. Um, it was a classic moment. Um, we had this. We had this thing about uh, the, the fact that Julia and Desmond arrived at the island roughly at the same time. Like they've both been there three years, and I had this extra theory that like Juliet's arrival caused Desmond's. Uh, boat to crash like it created some disturbance that you know was the reason why uh, he yeah, crashed that. on the island not true by the way but yeah, no. uh, I thought there might be a connection but there's not it's just coincidentally they both arrived there roughly around the same time yeah um, they never connected them uh, let's see you used vis-a-vis and I gave you seven points for that oh wow um it was well used. Vis-a-vis. I don't think I've used it since. <laughs> yeah, you said at the time, like, I never say this. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> yeah, that's like when I said a shoe the other day, like, uh, another podcast. It's like, yeah, I didn't know why I brought that one out. but uh... Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird one. Um, Brian K. Vaughn was a writer on Catch-22. Um uh, I guess he's involved with Under the Dome now. Um, we were I didn't, just talking about Under the Dome, yeah. BKC. Just learned that like seconds ago, but he, um, uh, we su- we suspect that his big contribution, or at least a contribution of his, was the Superman versus Flash conversation, since he's a comic book guy. Oh, that's right. Um, most famous, I think, for Why the Last Man, 
Um, I didn't read it myself, but I, I know someone who did, and the ending was apparently let down. That's all I can say. What's The Last Man? Why The Last Man? Why The Last... Oh, Why The Last Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's the Y chromosome, because he's a man, and... You know. Yeah. Got it. Um, there you go. Uh, we had a long conversation about Superman versus Flash, which was really lame on my part, because, like, I didn't know anything about the Flash, and you were like, all you need to know is that he runs faster than Superman. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's the only thing. <laughs> like, I and then I was like, I don't understand, and I stand by this. I don't really understand the Flash, like, um, as a superhero. Like, it just seems like not like a lame power because it's cool to run fast, but it just seems like maybe not the most useful in terms of fighting bad guys. No, but, and it's super useful fighting bad guys because you're faster than all of them. But. Okay, but I mean, okay. I was just imagining, like, all he could really do is just run away or, like, run... No, no, I mean, like, he, you know, obviously it's physics, right? So he's got super, like, if he's running fast and punches, the velocity and the, and the force impact is huge. Okay. Yeah, and so, so, and I, and I, and I it, it, uh, my tone might be different now because I actually watched the TV show The Flash. Mm-hmm. And I like it, so now I'm a little bit more keen on, uh, you know, what he, what he can do and, and stuff, uh... But, it, yeah, but, I mean, it's like, yeah, he's faster, so if, if the bad guys have guns, I mean, he can obviously outrun bullets, mm-hmm. and he can, you know, tie them up before, in, in half a second before they even know what's going on. So, yeah, no, like, that kind of stuff, it's really, there's other circumstances where he's kind of can't really do anything, uh, but, but yeah, against, like, normal bad guys, yeah, he, he's super fast, you know, he can save people from a burning building or... Sure, sure, know, sure. All that kind of stuff. Rescuing, yeah, I can definitely... Rescuing, um... But yeah, I mean, if he's if he's fighting people with certain kinds of powers, I think you know sometimes speed isn't gonna be the thing that gets him off. Whereas like Superman has like fifteen powers, mm-hmm. and one of those is probably gonna help him win. Right, right. Um. Uh. Yeah, at the time there hadn't been a Flash movie or anything, so. Uh. Yeah, they were just like, I don't know what to do with The Flash. Um, right, so the Catch-22, the book, you know, Naomi has a copy of it. I guess it's in Portuguese. Yeah. And I think we talked about this, but that was clearly a misdirection, I think, to make us think that um, uh, that it's the, the people that Penny had looking for Desmond. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they were speaking Portuguese. Um, yeah. And I de- so I definitely think it was supposed to misdirect us. Um, but... Uh, yeah, not com- his boat, yeah. Exactly. But uh, coming back... And, yeah, I mean, all the other stuff she's doing. But coming back, though, why did she have that? I mean, you know what I mean? Like... Like, is she, is it supposed to be, like, how far, how deep does the con go? She has the picture for the con, Mm -hmm. right, presumably. But does she have a Portuguese book as part of the con? Or is she actually reading it? I think the picture is part of the, uh, it's also, it's part of the con, but I think it's part of, um, uh, oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I I think the picture is is mostly part of the con. I think, like, there's a, a, a quality where, like, 
or or an aspect where she needs to know what Desmond looks Identify like because she's trying to find him. Sure. But the reason she has that picture and not just like some other stock right. picture of Desmond is is part of the con. I right, think. right, right. Um, uh, but, but yeah, in terms of like, what is she doing with the book? You know, they 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 made it. They tried to make it clear. I think that she speaks a lot of languages. You're so right. They it's just. The, I think it's just a coincidence. Okay. It's supposed to be Because I was thinking, like, like, she has a pretty obvious, like, British accent. So, like, I, it doesn't. Yeah, like, I may, you, you know. Not that she couldn't speak Portuguese necessarily, but. Yeah. And there's a difference between, I think, speaking Portuguese and actually deciding to read a book in Portuguese. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Especially a book that was written in English. <laughs> and, 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 like, why have it on you? Yeah, and you're going on a mission. Like that was I, sort I of my like, question. Like, okay, I get why they showed us that, but after we know what's going on, like, why is it there? Yeah, you know, it just didn't really add up for me. Yeah, um, I don't think there's much there to get. I yeah, it's mostly the con. I agree. Um, <laughs> uh, we're both like. Oh, right. That was the other thing I was going to add. We, uh, me more so than you. You were a little more skeptical, which obviously was the wise choice. But we both kind of agreed that Naomi was working with Penny. Uh, we were convinced by the misdirection at this wow. point. Wow. Like I said, I'm going to come out and say that it's true. And you were like, yeah, that seems like that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't quite commit, but not ready to say no, definitely not yet. Um, so that was interesting, knowing obviously what the, what the real answer is. Um, by the way, I'm looking at our comments from, uh, that episode on our website mm-hmm. and I want to bring some stuff up cause oh, there's cool. a lot of, there's a lot of things here that we were, I, well, I'm looking at what I said and a lot of stuff is really <laughs> wrong. <laughs> I'm almost done with this. Um, just a few more things. We were both totally done with the idea that they were going to be rescued um, like the satellite phone dies at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, if this were like season one, we'd be like, Oh my God, the satellite phone died. Like you got to repair it. Get Saeed in there. You know? Oh, yeah. And we were both just like, we just shrugged like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The sad phone is not their way off the Island. Yeah. It just, it wasn't exciting. That whole idea. It's funny because they're actually on the verge of revealing that they do get rescued, and we're just mm-hmm. totally done with. That's so funny. Karen. Right when we think they won't get rescued, they get rescued. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. I think I feel like that's that's that works. There's something really interesting about that. That's very. It's very lost. It is. It's super. Oh, lost. you guys don't care about them getting rescued anymore. Good. Now we're gonna rescue them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. There's a scene where Kate's, like, washing herself over some, like, community watering hole. Uh, yeah, I remember. And she's, like, sweeping her dirty neck sweat, like, into the... (laughs) Yep. She's just contaminating the whole thing. We had a long conversation about that, um, which is funny. Um, you said that the best of Phil Collins, the thing that Sawyer gives to Kate as a mixtape, um, (laughs) was not that bad. Um... (laughs) Like you, Kate sort of scoffs at it, and you're like, "Hey, come on, you know, it's, it could be worse. It's not that bad." Best, yeah, it's, it's the best at least. You know, if you have nothing else to listen to, like it's not so bad. Um, <laughs> which, I, which I, you know, which I would agree with. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and finally the flare issue. We talked about it last time, and like I was convinced that 
the flair is the reason why Mikhail shows up. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I did this on the podcast, and, like, in retrospect, I don't really know why. Like, I would fall on my sword for certain ideas, but I was like, it's this, and it has to be this. I don't really know why I was so invested in the idea that the flair, but I still think it's true, yes. But it's like, maybe not, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um so anyway, I it was like I was like it's the flare, and you're like, but maybe not. It kind of seemed like he just stumbled into the camp, and like, yeah, yeah, that's kind of true. So anyway, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, I I do not understand my old sort of fixation with like, there's this thing that doesn't matter at all, and like I'm deeply committed with to this interpretation. Like I. It's weird for me, especially now, the way I think about this show, like any attitude like that is, you know, limited or bound to fail at a certain point. So I just, I feel like almost anything's worth considering at this point, you know, and it's like, that's the kind of thing where I guess I would say the same thing as I say about Desmond and, uh, not Desmond, Kelvin and Rodzinski, where, uh... I think Radzinski killed himself, if I had to say, but, like, it's 100% possible that Kelvin killed him, and mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter to me that much what the answer is. Yeah. Um. So I'm fine either way. So I would say the same thing about this. I think the flare brought him there, but it's pos- It's very possible that it... Yeah, because the show operates on coincidences a lot, you know, sure. from, from a story, as- from a structure aspect, you know, then what was the flare for? Right. You know, why Why even have that scene where he accidentally shoots the flare off? And right. it's like, well, the only really reason is, it, you know, the payoff for that setup is uh, is Mikal coming in. And uh, it could be a coincidence. Yeah. He could have said, I saw the flare. Mm-hmm. And he uh, didn't. So he and did, they're, yeah. they're not above... They're not above throwing in something and not really paying it off. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, hey, this guy's following us? No, no, I saw the flare. I thought you right. were, you know, but, um, yeah, no, it's one of those things, too. Yeah, with Rosinski killing himself, it's, um, I, I guess I'm 51, 49, uh, that, that Kelvin killed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I think I'm... I think I'm 5149 that he killed himself. It's very <laughs> nice. I'm very indifferent about the whole thing. I just think that that seems like that's what they tell us, and there's no contradiction, so I'll just go with it. But it, it well, that's what a murderer tells us. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> no, I hey 49, 49. <laughs> I mean, you got a point, and same thing. Well, that's why it's 51 to me. <laughs> right, right. I see what you're saying. I see yeah. What you're saying. Yeah. No, it's really just I, I'm I guess I'm prone to if they tell us an answer on screen and they never tell us it's wrong later, then I wanna believe it, even if obviously as is the case almost all the time on Lost, the source is uh not reliable. Mm-hmm. You know, for various reasons, especially if he is in himself the murderer. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's it's very possible. And and I don't know, that story could be more interesting. Yeah, and I think the the thing that makes me think he didn't kill uh that Kelvin didn't kill him is just the fact that the 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 suicide to me lines up a bit more with the actual like the fact that the blood's on the ceiling. Right. You know, which would make sense if you put the gun under your chin and yeah. shot, 
Yeah. Uh, if Kelvin killed him, I would expect the blood to be on the wall somewhere. Right. So it's kind of like, yeah, I, I, I don't see Rosinski. I feel like Rosinski is is like, I mean, suicide is a sensitive topic, but like, I think he's he doesn't seem like a person who would kill himself. Mm-hmm. But he's also like annoying enough to be, I think, the kind of person who'd be like, <laughs> "Well, I can't get what I want, so I guess I'll kill my." I don't know. Like Locke. Yeah. <laughs> God, <laughs> they would have been best friends. <laughs> yeah, too bad they never got to meet. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I feel like his later characterization uh, definitely throws it into a different light. Um, at the time, you know, not really knowing anything about his personality, it was easier to fill it in and just imagine him being someone who would commit suicide, you know? Well, and also... Isn't he invested in pressing the button? Yeah, you would think so, right? I guess. He, I mean, if he, if he, if he, I mean, if anybody knows if the button should be pressed or not, it should be him, I think. Yeah, I would have from to. From the, agree. you know, from from starting that whole thing, so he, it's he's like designed the whole thing. He knows, yeah, what's going on. Yeah, so I mean, unless unless he's like, hey, you press the button yourself, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna kill myself, even though he knows that makes things worse. But it's like, well, I'll be dead. Why do I care? Like, I don't, you know, maybe he's that horrible of a person to not care if the world ends or whatever but um yeah it seems like he would he would not do that if the button needs to be pressed that reminds me of this weird thing we talked about in our um retrospective season two retrospective which we did very shortly after season two um where we talked about the the thing with kelvin and desmond where like uh desmond comes out and sort of confronts kelvin about you know uh, running away and he's like hey what about the button and what about saving the world and yeah and kelvin sort of says like well i needed someone to keep doing it you know so that's why i tricked you but yeah. then in the next breath he's like but fuck it just come with me yep yeah so he's like waffling like did you think it did anything yeah which or one not? which one is it yeah at first you say it's important enough to where you need somebody to to, to stay behind, but then I guess it's like, well, but since you don't want to stay behind, it's kind of like that, it's a weird turn, because it's like, well, that was my original idea, but the situation has changed, you yeah. you know I was trying to trick you, so come with me if that'll get you to, you know, the yeah. path of least resistance, is if you can just come with me, but right. he's probably just lying about coming with me, right, like, he just wants to kill him, like, he doesn't yeah. actually want him to come with him. Yeah, uh, I think you're probably right about that. Yeah, so it's and it's, but then it's like, well, you killed Desmond. Now, do we go back to you thinking the button needs to be pressed, or do you think he can get you? know, he can leave the island in right. time. Right. Yeah, as usual with Lost, we don't get to find God, out. This show, man, it's so, <laughs> it's so lost. This is so lost. It's really ridiculous. Um. So yeah. So that's the end of my uh, recap for Catch Twenty Two. Um, so you can uh, talk about the comments if you want. Yeah, so there's a couple things here that were pretty funny. Uh, I was just kind of looking to see what I what I was saying. Um, uh, I lost my place. So uh, my first comment was, this ep is kind of strange. Desmond's BS was really BS. <laughs> <laughs> the monk thing was cool for half a second. It didn't seem to go anywhere. Which of course means we'll find out later where we'll find out where it's going later. Uh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, it was more than just to set up Des meeting Penelope. Nope. Oh, excuse me, Penny. Nope, that's all. Nope, wrong. 
and here's the the thing I was super wrong about. I'll say it right now. Brother Campbell is Jacob. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> wow, that's a crackpot theory. Yeah. Oh. Um, mostly probably because of the picture. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did talk about the picture. Um, and I think I, I believe that the picture meant nothing, mm-hmm. which, uh, right. was very much on the right track for some reason. Yeah. That's uh, strangely unjusted of you. I it? know. I know. I was just like, yeah, I think it's a, just a little Easter egg for the fans. <laughs> so it's just wow. Totally what it is. It's totally what it is. <laughs> I, I still find it strange, you know, like I, I, I wonder if there is any more thought involved in uh-huh. it, you know, because they didn't do stuff like that that often where not just, you know, I mean, it's one thing having, say, like, uh, Widmore Industries in the background of, or, you know, you see Saeed on the TV or, you know what I mean? Like, those things where it's just a little kind of uh, crossing paths or a little reference to something, Um like, specifically having a picture of her on his desk? I mean, it just seems like there has to be an explanation for that within the world, right? You know? Yeah. Like, what is it? I mean, did she just buy a lot of wine? Or, like, you know? Well, like, and he's a monk, so he's celibate, right? I, I think. Yeah, yeah, we talked know. about that. We talked about that. Like, she's probably not his wife or something, because he shouldn't be allowed to marry. Yeah, so maybe... And we didn't get his... I don't think we got his name, so... Is he a Hawking? Maybe that's his sister? He's Brother Campbell. Oh, we didn't get his name. <laughs> yeah. Brother Campbell Hawking. Brother Campbell Hawking, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, that would be, that would actually be logical if they, you know, if they told us that, um, you know, they were related or something. That would be, that would be an answer. Well, and it is an interesting, the, the, there is a, there's a, um, uh, a, a, a mirroring here, in, in ter- at least in terms of Desmond's like journey, like a you know he's at a crossroads in that episode, the same way he's at a crossroads when he meets Hawking, right? You know, so the idea that she her presence is there, yeah, you know, is 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 something that's kind of interesting. Uh, like she's he, watching over him the whole. Time. Yeah, she's watching her. She's 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 influencing or involved in yeah. that whole transition between you know is he going to be a monk or is he going to go right. you know quit and then or get fired and then meet penny you know which is what she uh or actually she doesn't want wait what does she want i guess i guess she wants him to meet penny but not to marry and then her. leave her to go to the island to yeah. press the button. because he'll never press the button unless he right. leaves her because he loves her and he has to prove Because that's why he enters a solo race to prove his honor to Widmore. Yeah. So that he can be worthy of Penny. And so, yeah, you have to have Penny to have him doing the only great thing he'll ever do. Huh? Uh, what else was here? Um, oh, here's something that was really wrong I said. Uh, I just want to throw, I'm um, quoting, I just want to throw out there that there may be a connection between the parachute girl and the Portuguese scientist and Paolo. <laughs> Paolo, oh, wow. I, uh, maybe they know Paolo, they slash she could be his family. Maybe the shooter girl signed up for the dangerous mission because Paolo was her first love. Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Bringing Paolo into the story. In Portuguese? 
No, it's logical. It's logical. But it's like, wow, such Paolo. Yeah, such Paolo. <laughs> Well, and it's funny because I basically took the idea of Penny sending somebody to find Desmond and was like, oh, uh, uh, you know, Paolo's family sending somebody to find him, you know. Right, right, yeah. And it gives her, like, a personal stake in it all. Yeah. Where she's actually just, like, a mercenary. Exactly, she has no personal stake. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's an interesting theory that I didn't remember at all. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's interesting to go back and and and, and see what uh, what we were thinking and, and talking about uh, at the time. Yeah, I, I wish I had posted more. I think I didn't post because um, I was worried it was gonna like mess up the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't want to like throw out stuff and then like say it again on the podcast. All right, you ready for the brig? I am ready. Very ready. Let's do it. Okay, get your players ready, everybody, if you're going to sync up with this, and we'll brig it up. Okay. Let's get, let's get in the brig. All right, here we go. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. Previously on Lost. Get over it. Get over it. <laughs> Actually, and get out of here. And okay. there was Jacob on the bench. Oh, right. Jacob on the bench. Yeah. Because he knew? Or did he? Yeah. That's a good question. Was he there just to uh, to touch him? But why did he know to be there? Imagine there's a box. It's a box. Like, it's such a strange metaphor... <laughs> You're right. This let's, line. Let's, let's hope that box is big enough to get a submarine. That makes this show seem ridiculous. If I tuned in for the first time, I'd be he like, in the water and like he, he looks all cool. Like there's like three moments on the show where he's that higher status than the person he's talking to. Yeah, totally. And Ben even wanted him to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's just wrong. But that that box metaphor is, is so it, like that's not how anything on the island works. Where yeah. you just imagine up something and you get it. Ben couldn't even get surgery. Yeah, I know. It's weird. It's a weird thing to sell to us. I don't. I feel like we already should know that that can't be true. Yeah. Oh, Locke, reading the files. Oh, he's reading files. He's going to burn the files. Oh, I know what he's reading. Oh, it makes him sad. I just remembered. Yeah, he's sad. 80s. 80s. So this is, a, this is one of those rare on-island flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah. So we're cutting back to the previous episode. I remember this being very exciting. Oh, yeah, this is like right after the end. You brought him here. Shut up, Ben. <laughs> That's exactly the opposite of what happened. Yeah. We didn't. You literally did. I know. Ben is such a... He's so full of shit. It took us a long... Like, we knew he was a liar, but it took us a long time to know how... Literally, he says the opposite of things. Yeah. He just literally says the opposite. 
And like how you know much where we are? Yikes! God. Yeah, they're really throwing out the shit in this. And then movie. and then Tom closes the door like, don't you mm-hmm. tell him where we are? Oh And it's like what purgatory? And I, yeah, that's what you think. You feel like it's some crazy answer. Yeah. But he, can he really mean? Don't you know we're on an island? Like he does he think like? I forget what the what if they come back to that, but yeah, I think they do, but um. I'm amazed with Ben's willingness to insinuate craziness. I almost feel like Ben is like the writers. Well, think about it, though. If he's trying to manipulate Locke, what best way to do that's it? That's the way. No, that's you're totally to right. He, he read his file, man. Yeah. He knows that he, right. like, uh, your immaculate concepted piques his interest. Yeah, yeah. You brought him here. You're he special. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that was a nipple close-up. <laughs> Interesting. I'm ready for my close-up. That Josh Holloway's nipple. <laughs> hey, that nipple went to acting classes with him all the time. I hope so. <laughs> he didn't leave his nipple at home. Had a really... Uh, a lot of screen time. His there. nipple's a method actor. <laughs> Oh, right, you said um, uh, on the podcast, the catch too, that Kate's tent was her boudoir. The boudoir, <laughs> nice. That was hilarious. Because <laughs> when you call it that, like, you can't do anything else but seduce people there. Yeah, oh, for sure. And, you know, I, I looked up the definition, having, like, learned a little French since then, and, like, that literally is what it means. Oh, wow. That's the connotation. Yeah. Okay, nice. Like, it's completely correct to say that. Oh, yeah. Camping. <laughs> Shut up, Jim. So they're going to go camping, which makes no sense on the island. Yeah. But, and, and, but they don't want Sawyer to go. They have to hide it. Yeah, because Sawyer's Oh, well, Sawyer can't go because of this. Right, right. Because Smokey's going to come out and get him, Because right? it's not supposed to. <laughs> Because Desmond didn't see it, brother. <laughs> Smokey Vincent? No, okay, wow. Smokey Vincent flashlight. Hello. Hello, James. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's momentous because he hasn't been back to the camp for a while. Yeah, I kind of forgot that. It seems like um, what, what's the big deal. Yeah, when did he leave? I guess he left when they all went to, like, follow what was on his stick. Oh, when they didn't care to find Jack? Yeah, when he right. didn't have the motivation, yeah. Yeah, he didn't have the motivation to find Jack. <laughs> so weird. And they've forgotten about the stick completely by this point. Yeah. <laughs> this is my follow-up tour. Does he know about the submarine? Apparently. How does he know that? I guess Kay told him? Wait, what? Or Saeed told him. I mean, they were there, I guess. Wait, who? Or Jack told him. <laughs> he attacked us. He savaged us. I'm so confused. What are you confused about? 
Who is he talking about? Ben. Ben. He's saying he's he's saying Ben. He's got Ben kidnapped. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. He that's his ruse. He's gonna yeah. pretend it's Ben, and then he's gonna lock him in the room. Bob got the facts wrong. <laughs> Right, of course it's in the file. The episode's not ending now, so stop, please. <laughs> oh, right, he has to go barefoot. <laughs> because of this, like... Oh, he's gonna pull a diehard? Yep. Oh, yeah, that's a diehard thing. Forgot about that. So here's the uh, FAMP that's actually a real camp. Oh, I guess. So yeah, the idea, which I don't know if we ever really got during the, it wasn't really crystal clear. Well, it was, I guess, but it was just weird how they're moving. But it's like they were at the barracks. Yeah. They decided to leave, so now they're camping. So they just took their camping gear with them. Yeah. So they camp, and they're all moving to the temple. Yeah, that's that's the, idea. the ultimate destination. Uh, Cindy's line, they've been waiting for him, that whole thing. Oh, yeah. Um, is that the time travel? I feel like they never nailed that home, but it's, it's funny how he became Prophecy Boy because, just because he time traveled. He created his own prophecy by time traveling. Yeah, which is the, which is a great way to create a prophecy. It is. Go back in time and tell people you're important in the future. It's such a cheat. And like now he can think that he's important and just be wrong. The question is, why are they just now finding out about this? Finding out about what? About Locke. Like they, they should have been waiting for him all this time. That's what she said. She said they've been waiting for him. So I, I'm assuming they have been waiting for him all this time. I agree they haven't portrayed that, but... Yeah. <laughs> that seems to be the claim. Oh, right, and then Ben implies that there's so much crazy shit in this episode. Like, just Locke's mere presence is making him heal faster. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like is he lying? It all It seems true. Or has it been... You have no or has it been like five to seven days since he's had the surgery? Mm-hmm. And now he's getting better. And he's just healing because he would have healed anyway. Yeah. Crippled by the memories? Uh-oh. Sounds like Helen. You brought him here. It's funny because later on, oh, I was going to say later on, he said that right now. Wait, so he just admitted it's bullshit, but he's still contending that Locke brought him there? Like, I don't get it. Well, let's see if he explains it. All right. I feel like he's just saying figuratively you brought him here, even though he seems to be saying literally you brought him here. Okay. I guess he's saying it's there's no magic box, but you're responsible for him being here. Yeah, he really it's should true say, in a sense. He should really also include the, you brought him here figuratively, not literally. We literally brought him here. But he literally claims that they didn't bring him there. So yeah, like well, no, he didn't say that they didn't. He, he just did say, say we didn't, didn't he? 
Because Lax is. Oh, I thought he. I thought he said John did. No, I thought he said we didn't. Yeah, also. That's right. Yeah, that's that was the lie part. That was the lie. Wow, there you go. <laughs> part of it is a metaphor. Part of it is figurative language, <laughs> and part of it is lying. Okay. <laughs> God, he's worse than the writers. <laughs> okay, so they're back now. Oh, because this is as long as about who's supposed to be where and who's doing yeah, what. Yeah, I'm kind of. Are they back or haven't they gone yet? Which one is it? Naomi's in there, right? So they're back. Oh, they're right. Yeah, that's right. I, Juliet. I. I, matey. What did she say? Oh. Yeah, I'm not uh, that she was on a boat, I guess, but it's weird that he's not mentioning the fact that they're all dead. <laughs> huh? I feel like he set up a weird scenario of trust. Yeah, it's confusing. He's going to get Saeed, right? Oh, Sawyer. Yeah, the feet, man. The others do it just fine. I don't know what is. And they don't leave tracks. Mm-hmm. Although none of the others that are actually doing it now, because they're wearing shoes as they trek across the island. I didn't see their feet. Are they wearing shoes right now? Uh, I don't know. I assume. I should check out the feet, if they show any feet. It didn't really matter. But... It does say that. Not true. Really? He's just lying? Yeah, because, like, he knows... He knows the story. That's why he's bringing Sawyer to meet his father. Yeah, this is so weird. It'd be like... Yeah, I guess this is this thing where he can't just tell Sawyer that he has a strong motivation to come. He's got to, like, bait him into believing it himself? It's weird that he tricks him, he tricks him into thinking it's Ben, instead of telling him, oh. (laughs) Oh, Locke can't even do a con right. Yeah. Because why why wouldn't he say, "I, I got the real Sawyer? He, he screwed me. He screwed you. Come kill yeah. him. Yeah. And, and it's... Maybe he'll explain it at the end. See, I feel like they could be having the same conversation about that have been... The actual about... person. Yeah, the misdirection's weird because I feel like the viewer... Is it supposed to be a surprise? I mean, I remember at the time not, even, not believing it was Ben. Well, because we know... We know where Ben is, right? Like, I mean, when they're cutting to Ben in this episode, he's not captured. Well, but that, I mean, those are flashbacks. Yeah, but the, I'm just saying, like, are we supposed to believe at some point he just takes Ben? I, that's what he's asking us to believe, but I agree it's not believable. It's just weird, like, hey, you, Sawyer, only you, let's take you and go kill Ben. Yeah, I feel like Sawyer doesn't really want to kill Ben that bad. It just bad. doesn't add up, yeah. It just seems like, why is it Sawyer? I mean, 
it, yeah, in terms of it being Ben, it makes no sense that it's Sawyer, but it makes sense it's Sawyer because of yeah, real Sawyer, right? Exactly. So it's, yeah, why are they going through that? Like, he it's thinks, almost like well, the writer's like, well, listen, we would normally write it directly where where this character tells Sawyer, you're, the real Sawyer's here, come kill him. But since it's Locke, we got to do something stupid <laughs> and have him do a ruse. <laughs> Like a really bad to be authentic to to Locke's character, right? He's got to do it wrong, right? Of course, of course. What was Saeed doing, by the way? Just digging a hole for no reason. Digging holes, man. Maybe it was a, a latrine hole. Digging Maybe. a ditch, digging a latrine hole. Okay, sure. Why not? Actually, on Catch Twenty Two, you speculated that Saeed would question Naomi, which was correct. Nice. So well done. On that. Look at him. He's just this is yeah interrogation mode. This yeah. Oh, did it? We're both British here. <laughs> they have a British off. <laughs> Nautical miles. That's how you know she's on a ship. He's getting straight to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Season four, everyone watch it. Mm-hmm. And they totally verified that they were the right bodies. <laughs> See, I, thought, I remember being surprised at how they shrugged that off. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you're obviously not dead. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. And it's sort of like, yeah, you're right. It's true. So here's... The other ruse. Yeah. And this is, again, this is strange. This is like, why say this? Yeah. It's it, a lot it, of extra God, they go, they go back and they, they add so many elements to what's, to the dialogue here because she didn't expect that there wasn't going to be an island, right? Right. Otherwise, no, why would they the sit? island? They got so, protocols. So, They're supposed to get banned. It's so whole... why is she telling them this? This adding to the, the the mystical element of the show. It's weird. It's really strange. Yeah, I still don't understand how Whitmore's mission came about. Like they never really tell us. Mm-hmm. And and you know, obviously, a lot of what she's saying is just like lies. I do love that line. Remind me. Yeah, I know. I remember that. That's a classic. Because I might forget when the rescue comes. I might be on the board, but remind me. Just tap me on the shoulder and make me go. Leave me here. Remember. Uh, like, cause Penny, did she know about the island or not? I don't remember. I don't think we ever find out if she knew. I feel like maybe she didn't know, but then. Did Widmore find the island because Penny was looking for Desmond? And if so, how did he even know that Desmond was on the island? Like, the whole thing... Yeah, maybe just... Penny's Portuguese scientists were working for Widmore. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's sort of what I was thinking. But it's then then it's like, how did they even know to look for electromagnetic anomalies? Like, why would Desmond even be there? You know what I mean? It just seems like such a random guess. Well, I think there is a reason. I can't think of it right now, but something with the lighthouse, maybe, and something with 
Hawking and Widmore. I don't know. I think there's some reason Widmore might know about electromagnetism to look for. He is obviously directly involved with Miss Hawking, and obviously she knew that Desmond was going to the island, so perhaps it's as simple as that. Yeah. Um, that's actually a pretty good explanation. I didn't think of that. All right, shoes? <laughs> I don't know if they're going to show feet. <laughs> yeah, there's a foot shot. What do they call it? Gratuitous foot shot. <laughs> it's time. This whole thing Ben's doing is weird. Like, I mean, uh, is he just trying to set up Locke to fail? I guess that's the maybe the obvious. Isn't that what he's always trying to do? <laughs> <laughs> Shoes. But it's a lot to go. It's a lot of trouble to go to just to make Locke look stupid. But I, I guess if it Locke well, is... Well, no, because it, he's threatening him as the leader of the others. Boy, as the leader, yeah. And he's like, this is the one thing Locke won't be able to do, so I'll prove to everybody he can't be the leader because he can't do this. But it's just like, if you only knew, like, you only think that because he said some stuff that he only knew because he time travels later and you're telling him this now. Yeah. You know, it's like, he only knows he's supposed to be their leader because... They tell him that after he's already told them that. You know what I mean? It's a time travel paradox. I'm confused why how Ben knows Locke is supposed to be the leader. Like, who told him? I'm assuming it came from Richard, because he's oh, the Richard. one that I know for sure was there when Locke was time traveling. We came to watch. God, shut up, Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> Bug eye, wow. Yeah. Personal. Yeah, it's weird when they do that. They they reference his eyes a few times. Uh oh. Anthony Cooper has the solution to Lost. Why haven't we figured it out yet? It's funny because like Ben's right. Mm hmm. <laughs> you know, like. This would be good for Locke. Like, it's all true, but it's... Why is it good for Locke to not even care? Maybe that's actually the best response. Well, sure, sure. Instead of getting revenge, it's just, like, to really let it go. That would be the best thing. But but he does care. He wants a revenge, but he can't bring himself to do it. So it's even worse. <laughs> What's huh? that arms guy? Much of men uh, disapproving of him. I know, like what's and like why? Why do they respect this ritual? I don't even understand. You know, like what? This yeah, is. I, I agree. There's nothing. There's nothing inherently that says in order to be a good other, you need to have let go of the past or something. Yeah, it's not a thing. Like Ben doesn't let go of his past. I don't think so. It's like you know, like. He's going to be looking at his Annie doll. This is what he wanted. He wants to say that line. Oh, totally. That was the point. Yeah. I get it, but I don't get why they're supposed to buy it. And why Why do they think he's someone who can do this? Yeah. Why is it like, uh, you know, there's a prophecy about Locke the, the hunter or something? Right, like, right. He's a fierce warrior? Like, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really make sense. You know, it's actually interesting to consider what what mythology the others created over the decades about Locke. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. It would be interesting to hear from them what they what they expected and uh uh 
Although it's funny because I think Richard's gonna cut through all that and be like, "Yeah, I I, I don't think you're that special because I Richard saw you porn." Is going to he's gonna cheat too. It's weird. Like he buys into the ritual, but he's like, "Hey, just get Sawyer to do it." Yeah, you know, and it's sort of like it's weird that he thinks it's okay. Like he thinks Lex should be the lead, which is. I, I, which is very interesting dynamic because that's the kind of thing Ben would have done. Yeah. Ben would have manipulated somebody into killing somebody for him if he needed to. Yeah. Which is what Man in Black does to Ben to get yeah. him to kill. There's like three totally. versions of that. Totally. And it's like it's like the ritual is valid. Like he does need to kill his father, but it's okay to cheat and pretend like you did it and get someone else to do it. It's just like, you know, like I don't. I, don't I wonder if that has anything to do with the loophole. Because that is the exact same dynamic of, yeah. of Ben and Jacob and Man in Black. Well, the thing is, I think the Man in Black set up this scenario. Because when Locke shows up in the 50s, he's like, uh, Jacob sent me. You know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and that was, you know, he was, I mean, the time travel is set in motion by, and the reason why he thinks Jacob sent him is because of what the Man in Black did. Yeah. So it, it seems to me that the man, the loophole... Not only is it like the loophole, but it's actually part of the loophole. Because, like, part of the thing is, he Locke is supposed to be the leader of the others. Once he's dead, the Man of Black will be the leader of the others. And he will yeah. be taken to Jacob. It almost makes me want to try to make an analogy. You know, Locke will get get become a better person, get past the, get past the past if he kills uh, Sawyer, the real Sawyer. And it's almost like... You know, if Ben if Ben is convinced, Ben as the leader of the others is convinced to kill Jacob, mm-hmm. somehow that like depowers Jacob or something. Yeah. You know, like it he's the only one who could have taken his power away because he's the one who's who's fueling it or something with his belief in Jacob. Right. Um that's really that's really strange. And and like the idea that Ben would have never done it himself, but he had to be Right. sort of it. coerced yeah. yeah yeah and you know men of black set that that stuff up too like yeah he's the one who's responsible for ben having to leave the island he's the one responsible for the the help me thing and ben thinking that jacob didn't care about him and yeah you know like there's all this there's all these points where it seems like he was running that whole situation but that uh, but i think the the parallel there is something I didn't really think about before. Yeah, yeah, the parallel, yeah, definitely just came to me. And I because like, Jacob really... is like a father figure for Ben. Exactly. He wants the approval of and doesn't give it to him. And can never get his approval. And yeah. literally the guy says, he says, what about you? What about you? Which yeah. is what Anthony Cooper would have said to, to totally. the log. Totally. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. I feel like we should talk about that more later. Yeah. It's an interesting <laughs> Speaking of Saeed, let's talk about this later. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, so, like, here's the satellite phone, obviously coming back into play. Satellite phones will play a huge role in season four. Yeah. It's all about satellite phone here. It's a new character. There. Yeah, it really is. You bald bastard. <laughs> you bald bastard. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, and then she shows up. Strange to meet you here. Yeah. What? <laughs> I, I remember this. I remember this. This came by the dynamite store. Just yeah. This is, dynamite. this is where you go for dynamite. It's a little unstable, though. 
Be careful, it's unstable. Yeah. Don't arse yourself. Our, uh, uh, so I guess we'll find out what she's doing with that dynamite a little later. Yeah. That was a little uh, little teaser. Two days ago, I don't know why his hand was hurting. Because he... I don't either. Did he punch the wall or something? What did he do? I'm immortal. You were formally introduced in the 50s. <laughs> but okay. And you also saw him when he was born. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Richard's role in this, I think, is also very confusing. And he's questioning Ben, too. Mm-hmm. Which is realistic. He should be. Because oh, Ben has been crazy his entire life. But he... Seemingly lets him be the leader. And here, here, uh, Richard says it's because Locke uh, was able to walk when he crashed. Yeah, so that's, they're like, oh, maybe this is a special person. Uh, which, again, is, I think, an uh, interpretation that isn't necessarily true. Yeah. Which is strange, because you would think, well, if someone gets that, they must be special. But it's like, no, not necessarily. The island, I think the island's doing things that, and Jacob isn't controlling every single thing that's happening. Yeah, I mean, the island has power, and, you know, in a way, the smoke monster is, you know, from the island, and, you know, Jacob's not controlling that. Um, so I definitely think there there is that element. I do think it's still a question of what healed lock exactly, but uh, before we pass it up, that was the line where Richard's like, the fertility problems don't matter. Oh. Um, which I think is also interesting, given his role in that whole story. <laughs> like, Richard is a very mysterious character, I think. Um, even though we learn his whole story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, like, what he does is just hard for me to turn into a coherent, like, line of thinking. John Boy. <laughs> I read it in your file. Wow, Locke has the upper hand. Yeah, look, he's whittling. I mean, this is, that's yeah. classic Locke. Like, that's, it's the opposite of the Locke who throws the dishes. Yeah. I think Man in Black Locke whittled, too. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, you think it's an island? Yeah, nice try. Which is just good bedside manner. He had really thick eyelashes. Everything he's saying is normal. So far, nothing normal. Okay. Yeah. 
Oh, he thinks he died. There's the key yeah. point. Yeah. How does he not? How did he not get the news? John didn't die. Like he didn't check up on. He what never heard on the news. I think I remember they said in the episode. Uh, Man oh no! Here he goes. Sorry. Oh. Oh, that's why he's dead. Oh, there we okay. go. Wow, he's, it's like he's talking, listening to us. That's really weird. <laughs> so he's just wrong. Okay. So yeah. everything he said was just normal, and he's just misinterpreting. He's just wrong. But it's funny. He's he's going to throw out this idea that they're dead Yeah. when Saeed and Naomi just very casually shrug that off. It's like, no way. You're right. That's so, that's, that again, that, that's another classic loss. Yeah. They're put two opposing ideas in the same episode. Yeah, and they just let you marry. And listen, and it's yeah, it's characters looking at the same evidence, having different conclusions. Yeah, totally, totally. That's exactly what the show's about. And like for him, it is crazy. I mean, he was driving down the road in Tallahassee, and then he wakes up here. It is weird. And it's all about the information you need, right? Because uh, or have because Naomi knows what Whitmore's capable of, and yeah. and specifically what he did. So. To her, that then that means they're not dead, but right. uh, Sawyer doesn't know, real Sawyer doesn't know that. Right, right. So he doesn't think that someone just did it. Exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. That that here's the show telling us what how to view the show. Yeah, totally. Totally, we just had a hard time listening. Yeah. Well, we didn't know what we were supposed to be listening for. That's true. That's the problem. They don't really tell you. Uh oh. Tom Sawyer. Uh oh. You know, I was young and Huck Finn was taken. I'm confused about that. Is he saying it's an alias, or is he saying that his that he named himself as a child? Like, no, he's saying it was an alias. Uh-oh. He's admitting that it's an alias, but so he told people that. It was people no, he, that knew he was a con man. No, no. He went around introducing himself as Tom Sawyer. I thought he was saying ladies love the line that I was young and Huck Finn was taken. He was just saying they liked the name. They liked the line that he said, where he would say, hey, ladies, my name is Tom Sawyer. They thought that was charming. Okay, 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 okay. To, to oh, you're Tom Sawyer, you know, like the idea yeah. that that was his real name. Right, right. Shoes? Oh, yeah, they totally got shoes. So much shoes. Shoo, shoo, but, you know, shoo. they're not in their other's gear, really. They're in their kind of normal clothes, so... Right? Because aren't they... When we first saw them, more, they were more... Yeah. Savage-looking. Yeah. Fake beards and all. Mm-hmm. That's such a stand-in in the back. Yeah. Anthony Cooper was like, that was nice. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That whole clean-up-your-mess thing, like, shut up, babe. And here's the thing, like, if Locke is special, if if he, if all this stuff that the mythology is true, then, like, why won't, Ben won't just get in line with it? Right. It's funny, in the Flash Sideways, he's like, he says Locke was special, and I'm just not convinced. He says what? That Locke was special. And you're not convinced that Locke was special? No. Yeah, I'm not either. I mean, he's special in the sense of the role he plays, but, like, you know, not special in the sense of, you know, Walt or, uh, you know, Hurley or something where they have these, like, powers or some kind of, you know, more supernatural quality. Like, 
I think he's just a guy who got in a really strange circumstance. Yeah. And, like, his healing doesn't make him special because other people heal, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like it's exclusive to luck. It just healed a lot. It did heal him a lot. Fair enough. But, you know, <laughs> curing cancer is not bad, either. You killed my daddy. Yikes. Oh, man, he's got the letter. Oh, yeah. He this sleeps is... with that letter in his pocket. He does. He does. He might not have shoes, but he's got the letter. Wow. Yeah, I guess, That's like, they really it. wanted to draw Sawyer in. They didn't want him to know from the start that that's who so so it's a surprise and he and he doesn't just charge in yeah like you killed my dad and he gets to like figure it out and then it's like this growing realization that leads to this it may like it it, it's a great choice when you're in this part of the the story when you're in the first part of the story it's like why the root yeah it feels very contrived This is something like hearing uh, Christian tell Jack you have what it takes. Definitely. Like, getting him to actually read the letter he wrote. Yeah. Is he getting more Southern? Yeah, I remember thinking that at the time, like, he, this weird accent comes out, and he didn't he's, play him like that before. Yeah, he's getting, he's getting Tom Sawyer, like. Because, like, presumably... Like, when he was hanging out with Locke, I mean, he was conning Locke, but he wasn't using a persona. Yeah, I, I, but I think Anthony Cooper has his own speech pattern. And see, that was the thing that I got confused about. Like, whether Anthony Cooper was just another alias, and we never find out his real name. I think that's what it is, yeah. Cause she... But, you know, Anthony Cooper had a house, you know? He had, like, an estate. Like And... But, like, an alias? like How long has he been in? But he could, I mean, he, he left with a bunch of money, right? So he yeah. can create whatever identity he wants. I guess so. Like, are you, you're, you're, you're saying, like, people can't have false identities and buy things. I know, but it's, just, it's, it's, a, it's a commitment, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a false identity to, commitment. Of course it is. Yeah, he's trying to con people into, oh, wow. No, but I remember thinking that Anthony Cooper's supposed to be his real name, but I, 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 is he actually Southern and he was covering it up, or is he just taking the persona that he used with Sawyer's yeah, parents? Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just weird. It seems like he changes in this episode. Really, Anthony Cooper on the island feels like a different character to me. Well, he thinks he's dead. Yeah, well, that's a fair point. I guess that'll change your personality a little bit. And now he's actually dead. So Sawyer just killed him. That's kind of <laughs> yeah, we, cool. we, yeah, he's killed him now. <laughs> Sorry to talk over that, but I just find his demeanor very strange. I think his, I think he made a choice as an actor to regress into his Tom Sawyer southern accent during that. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think it was a good choice. It was interesting. Yeah. You killed my daddy. It'd be funny if Locke was upset. Yeah. (laughs) 
prepare to die. <laughs> what was she eating? Was that boar? Like boar ribs? Boar ribs? Is it sushi? Like, what is that? I... Looks like pineapple. I don't know what the meat is. It's some kind it's of meat. sort of meat, yeah. Yeah. Pork chops. Thanks for covering your mouth, Juliet. That's very polite of you. Mm-hmm. Okay, rats him out. What? Is this Kate? This is Kate's version of following you when you tell her to stay. Yeah. She's just totally letting the secret out. Yeah. I already told you because of Juliet. <laughs> One quarter pucker. Yeah. What else are you gonna do? I'm puckering over here. <laughs> How what? I like that. <laughs> I love that, yeah. How what? How what? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, is this a joke? <laughs> a phone radio. No, a satellite phone. Though a radio tower is going to interfere with it for no apparent reason. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, they got a secret. Tell us a secret. What's the secret? Not yet. Not yet. That's for next week. Like, like, like Jack. Kate just told Jack this huge secret, but Jack's not gonna respond. Yeah. She even wants him to do it. Yeah, it's great. Great drama there. Yeah. I do feel like this is kind of. I mean, they've already done in a sense, but it's it's kind of a turning point for Sawyer. I was just gonna say this is his character arc complete. Yeah. Now he can go and progress towards being LaFleur. He like he's a hero he now. Yeah. Stripped all of the annoying that kind of stuff he used to do before and he got ass. ready. Yeah. Yeah. He was ready to do this. Like if this had happened in previous seasons, he it wouldn't have been the same. Yeah. You're right. Totally right. Oh wow. I forgot about that. So I guess that's what Juliet wanted Jack to tell Kate. Because Juliet already told Jack. Juliet told Jack. I think that's what we're going to find out. Yeah. I'm never going back. <laughs> oh, God. You've always been on your own journey. I know. No one else was with you on that journey ever. Except for Boone. You know, now that I think about it, in a way, he never goes back to the main camp. Yeah. For the rest of the show. Like, that moment when he leaves to follow the stick because they're not motivated to find Jack is, like, Mm -hmm. the end of him being at the main camp. That's kind of... Yeah, yeah. Oh, and Sawyer finds out about Lark being in the wheelchair? I forgot how that happened. I didn't remember that. I Well, uh, Anthony Cooper told him. Oh, yeah. It was weird. It was like exposition in the middle of the thing. Like, just in case someone didn't remember, he's like, yeah, that's my son. And I put him in a wheelchair when I pushed him out yeah. the window. He was paralyzed. That's right. 
So I guess Sawyer knows about that. I, I remember thinking that no one found out, or at least very few. I mean, Rose knew and stuff, but mm-hmm. I think Jack doesn't find out. Jack doesn't care. Sawyer knew. It doesn't really matter, but Sawyer knew. That's not him, by the way. <laughs> I was going to go ahead and say it. That's not the actor? I don't think that's him. Nah, probably not. We need to put you in a bag. That's why he's in a bag. Yeah. So we don't have to actually show him. That seems like an awkward way to carry him. That's the worst way to carry him. <laughs> that's the literally worst way. Oh, shit, that's the end of the episode? Wow. That's the next part. What happens? That's an interesting way to end. Wow. Wow. He's off for a journey. So he thinks. He's going his own direction. Thanks for the cameo, Cindy. You really nailed it once again. So that line that Richard has about the fertility, uh, he, he, he he calls it, um, uh, i got to look it up now. What was the word he uses? No, not distractions. It's something with an F. Uh, uh, novelties, sorry. I don't know Novelty, okay. Uh, novelties. Uh, to me, which me, which, and he says, we're looking for someone to remind us that we're here for much more important reasons. Right. So there's more important things to be worried about than the fertility. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting, specific thing to, to be saying. Uh, right. And not like, well, if we don't crack this fertility thing, we're all doomed. It's right. like, no, 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 we're fine. We need to focus on this other thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess the point isn't that he doesn't care about it at all, just that there are more important things. Yeah, that there are more important things that that's not their primary mission is yeah. to, you know, populate the island. That's that not way. what being on the island is all about. Yeah, which is a which is a, another kind of throwaway line, but is really important to know, which means, like, really all this fertility thing is Ben. It's not really an others thing. It's a Ben thing. Right. Uh, and... And I guess I still don't know why he's obsessed about it. Yeah, me either. And I feel like there should be some some character, you know, heart of the matter yeah, type yeah, yeah. thing that, that, that ties into babies or his mother or... I mean, I feel like you can make a connection there since his mother died, you know, giving birth to him. Oh, is that it? That specific thing that traumatized him forever? Yeah. That's what I was looking for. I think that might be... <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you found it. I was like... What is it with his birth that could have affected him to where he cares about women dying when they give birth? Right. And like I was, well, yeah, and I was thinking it was about people not able to give birth, but no, the dying during birth is the yeah. specific thing that's causing him to have a problem. And his father blamed him for his mother's death, and that's why he... Oh, man, it's so yeah. cut and dry. Well, that's what we're going to find out in the very next episode. Wow, it's so cut and dry. Oh my goodness, this is really incredible. It's really incredible to me that the entire, the entire other's fertility storyline is nothing but Ben's own tragic flaw, or not his tragic, no, his tragic flaw, something else, but like his his initial tragedy he's trying to get over. Yeah, um, his sort of baggage is like thing yeah, wow, he can't get over. Yeah, wow. And you know that 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 really that really nails home a lesson about how all characters are motivated by those the, the, those things that define them and not yeah. by 
their external goals necessarily right. or, or their external goals will be part of that right so his external the goal is to fix this yeah uh but it's not because he see that's that's where it diverges right because you oh well his, his his goal is to cure the fertility problems uh and then you go oh so that they can repopulate the island because that's mm-hmm. what he apparently thinks the mission of the other no 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 that's not it at all right he cares that women are dying during childbirth and right. that's what he wants to fix right and and that is what de- relates to his that that uh, that tragedy and uh, the core his his core baggage and uh, yeah that's crazy to me you know as a writer it's like yeah looking at that it it makes me want to look at all these characters and what is their primary motivation and then what is their external goal and how does that line up um, yeah that's that's really crazy to me that that it's all one big not, not fools, Aaron, but it's all one big exercise because of Ben. Right. And that really, the others as we know them, so much of what's what's up with them is because of Ben. You know, and that's what the, that that's the weird thing. You know, that we've talked about before with the others is we meet them when they're not the classic others. You right. know, we meet them when they're they're post Ben others. Right. And right. he changed what the others were about. So when you so you know you were introduced to people who are not what they ever were before, right? <laughs> Which yeah. is really strange. And then later they say, "Oh no 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 no!" In the past they were different. Right, right. And I guess we briefly see them like the way they were supposed to be before. But uh, it is true that the majority of stuff we've seen is just from that point of view. I feel like uh, the thing uh, that happens later this season is kind of a mini version of the the fertility stuff, which is the thing with Carl, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like there's it, it sort of seems like this big right. crazy thing, but it really just comes down to I thought he was going to get you pregnant. I guess. I yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah. It's not even overprotective dad. Yes. I don't want my kid having sex. It's I don't want her getting pregnant. I don't want her getting pregnant specifically. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. He's not like. I mean, he's not specifically coming out against that. It's just like, well, if she got pregnant, then she would be one of these people dying. And so, you know, I guess I overreacted. And it's like, yeah, it's really comes out like some a lot of the stuff they're doing just comes down to Ben, Ben's desires and the fact that Ben is kind of crazy. And yeah. so he goes to like really extreme lengths. He's obsessed. Well, and that's why, because he's obsessed because it's so specifically traumatic to him. Right. Whereas, you know, Juliet was willing to give up, even though it's a hard thing. She's willing to give up because she doesn't have that baggage. Right. Right. Yeah, that's really, yeah, it's really interesting. And I definitely was not watching the show trying to look at characters' sort of primal motivations. Yeah, me either. Uh, I always wanted to look for the opposite of that. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, like, obviously not the way to think about it. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, um, uh, uh, like grand motivations or or, uh, higher purposes or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, things that are not just personal. Yes, the thing that's bigger than themselves. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what I was always looking for. and But ultimately, and you know, for Locke, too, it's very true. Like, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. And I guess the, the tragedy with Locke versus Sawyer is that, Locke, is that Sawyer actually moves on from his mm-hmm. problems and, you know, becomes a better person. And Locke, even though his father is dead, is not does not move past the problems that 
his father caused on him, you know, psychologically. Yeah, and I feel like Locke had maybe two issues. You know, Locke's so we we should figure out what Sawyer's thing was. I mean, it was the Anthony Cooper. I mean, so, Tom Sawyer getting his parents killed kind of thing, but he's able to move past that. Um, and I think with Locke, it was that was a secondary hurdle. His primary hurdle was this the special thing, you know, like, yeah, I guess the looking... thing is he had that even before he, even before he met his father. Yeah. He was looking for something special. And I think his dad tied into that. Yeah. Um, where he thought, well, once I meet my dad, I'll realize the specialness. And then that took a detour when the dad was who he is. Yeah. And so even with that gun, he's like, okay, well, how am I special now though? He's always, yeah, he's looking for a special destiny. So I guess that's the extra thing. His his disappointment in, you know, what happens with his father and then the fact that he never gets his special, you know, the walkabout was supposed to be it. And, and then yeah. he crashed on the island and that's supposed to be it, but that's not great. So and then the, the button, hatch, yeah, yeah, the hatch is supposed to be it, that's not it. It's like, no, that's not it. And yeah, now it's like, it's this now, he thinks. Yeah. You know, and it's like, nah, it's not going to be that either. And then it, then it's what? Bringing people back to bringing the island? Bringing people back, yeah. Yeah, then that's not that's it. And not then he's it. dead. And then he's dead. Thank you, dude. Good night. Like, wow. <laughs> Every season he's got some huge thing that does not end up panning out. And... Yeah. His big, his big destiny is, yeah, it's just a big destiny. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, this was an interesting episode. Um, yeah, it seemed like it flew by. I don't know if I'm crazy. Maybe it's just because the everything was on the island. And so, like, all the scenes felt... Yeah. It didn't feel like there was a lot of breathing room, you know, yeah. like we have in a lot of episodes. Or yeah, and I think the cutting between the time periods made it seem weird, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they had to do this weird thing where... They they didn't have enough story to just deal with the aftermath of Naomi landing and and that time period. Right. They need to talk about the Locke part of it, right. and they needed to intersect with Locke coming to get Sawyer. Right. Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so yeah, so when we see them in the beginning, they've come back to the camp with Naomi. Yeah. And. But I, I'm kind of confused. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Let me get this straight. So, it's all right. So when Sawyer first goes and like Locke's there to get him, like the you uh-huh. know, the first scene that Jen and Hurley are are they leaving or they just got? No, back? I think they just got back. They and just I got think back when okay. they were like we're we're going to go pee. I think the tent they're standing in front of is, where is that where Naomi is? I think. Yeah. Okay. And so yeah, they've just gotten back. Not that they're just. So, leaving. Okay, that's why I was confused. I had the timeline yeah. flipped around. Okay. That that makes sense then, because that's what they're hiding later. I thought yeah. there was some time jump that. Yeah, that they were. It was before they left, and then they cut to after they got back. Yeah. And it was really confusing. That's a little too much. I think it's it's simpler than that. Yeah. Okay. So they were just hiding that she's there, and yeah. we got like Saeed going in to talk to her. like that story. I mean, that's that's definitely the lower uh, interest story. That's the B storyline, if you will. Yeah. Um, but it's that that was pretty good too, you know. I mean we we were talking about in Catch twenty two how like it's kinda of bullshit. Like we spend this whole episode trying to get to Naomi and they get to her and she just goes like Desmond and then yeah. like that's it. You know? 
the next week we got something a little more interesting about her and this week you know she talks for a long time you know and we get like a lot of details supposedly about her mission yeah and so like it was interesting to see all that stuff see Saeed questioning her like think about the strange answers she gives i i still don't really understand like the con they're doing and like who did what when and why like it's it's very strange to me how that all came together um even though i feel like i should know the whole story like so so this means that 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 widmore widmore knows that penny's looking for desmond definitely means that yeah. And it means that he expected Desmond to be on this island. Yeah. And I guess I do feel like the Miss Hawking explanation is the most logical for why he would even know. Because I remember that was a big stumbling block for me. Why would I have any idea that Desmond would be on the island? You know, of all random places to be lost, you know, in the middle of a solar race. Like, that's literally around the world. Why would... And, and why... why? Yikes. Uh, Why does Hawking know that Desmond's on the islands? Yeah, I mean, she knows he'll get there. Right? Yeah. So, at the very least, and this is, you know, this comes down to, like, how she knows anything. She has uh, Faraday's journal. And Desmond is mentioned in there. Um, Okay. So, I think that that's how she knew uh, that Desmond was going to be on the island. Now, what exactly the, you know, his little notebook said uh, about Desmond and how she knew all that extra stuff, like the man in the red shoes is going to die now. Like, it's not really clear how that would come from the notebook, but. um, Well, it can't come from Faraday if he wasn't there. Well, that would, yeah, that seems like that makes a lot of sense. It, it sort of seems like, and I don't know how much of their story, her story they have in place at this point. I'm going to say right now, not that. Yeah. But, um, you know, in retrospect, the way they wrote it, it makes it seem like because she has this crazy life that's determined by time travel, like she realizes she killed her own son and then she goes through her whole life sit, trying to push her son to the island so she can kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it makes it seem like it made her develop some weird relationship with time, you know, that, like, she acquired some understanding of time that made her, like, know stuff about the future. Well, but she only knows stuff about the future because of the book, right? Well, I agree, I agree, but it just... Like you said, like, the, the the stuff she told Desmond, like, you don't buy the ring, and, like, some of this stuff, like, it just doesn't seem like would have been in the notebook. Yeah, and I was wondering if the notebook ever mentioned Desmond was a monk, because then it would explain, right. well, she went to the monastery and got a right. picture with the head guy, and then that's why that picture's there. Right. I mean, the contents of the notebook are obviously not clear, and, you know, you can hide a lot there. Um, so it is possible it says some of that stuff. I mean, Faraday did have some encounters with Desmond, you know, before the island. And I, I guess conceivably, um, he could have known about some of those things and, and maybe, you know, he, he wrote them down. Mm-hmm. Um, but the man in the red shoes, you know, 
Um, it doesn't really... Which I have to believe is a Wizard of Oz homage. Oh, definitely. Absolutely it is, yeah. And they, they love their Wizard of Oz references. Um, they go all yeah. in... Yeah, that that whole thing always seems like it's taking place outside of time, and it didn't, didn't yeah. happen. Yeah, and they don't really deal with it later. Like, once Desmond and Miss Hockey run into each other again in season five, like, there's there's no real... I mean, she knows who he is. Yeah. Um, But there's no real acknowledgement of all that stuff having happened. And obviously that stuff happened in a very weird sense since it was triggered by him turning the failsafe key. And it involves, like, something like time travel, consciousness, travel, flashing before his eyes. Like, it's very yeah. vague what happened. Yeah. And so it does kind of seem like not only, like, did that not happen in some sense, but, like, sh- that wasn't really her. Yeah, yeah. And it, that, like, it was sort of an avatar for a figure playing some kind of role there, mm-hmm. you know? And, and maybe he created his own Flash sideways. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what it seems like, and that she's just the face that it wore. Mm-hmm. You know, not that he even knows who she is at this point, but that's it doesn't, it doesn't feel like that really could be the same character. She's working in the ring shop. I mean, the whole thing's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, like, how'd she pull that? She, like, go apply for a job, like, just at the right time? Like, mm-hmm. I knew when they need a salesperson, and, you know, like, it's it's weird. Or she was just working there for 20 years until... She worked there for 20 years, just waiting. Or she opened that shop knowing... She opened that shop! Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, no, you could go that far, definitely, if you want. She invented rings. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And marriage. She's like... Wow. The whole concept. It's all her. Not bad. Um, yeah, so this part where Naomi is 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 on the one hand... She's she's, she's doing the, 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 the lost two-step, I, you know, like... <laughs> totally. You know, like, on yeah. one hand, everything's normal, and on the other hand, everything's as crazy as you can imagine. Yeah, yeah. And she's saying it like both at the same time, and and yeah, this whole this whole thing, and yeah. So she says like, "Hey, they found the wreckage and they found the bodies. We're not dead. Of course you're not." And it's kind of like, then why did you say what you said? You said it as yeah. if you thought that was them. Okay, of course. Then then there's some other explanation which they're not going to get into now. Right. Um. So if you weren't looking for us, then who are you looking for? I was looking for Desmond. So that's a good that's a good sidestep. Uh, right. uh, but I guess the question is, what is Whitmore? Whitmore wants the island. Okay, he knows what the island is now. Yeah. So why is he sending Naomi to do anything? Oh, they want he wants Ben. He's gotta okay. get Ben. Yeah, I forgot. Ben, the whole point is to get yeah, Ben. That's the whole so, point. So you find he, the next okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's there to get bit. So I can't tell you I'm there to get bit. I don't know why. I don't know why he. Yeah, would they bent. even mind? Like it's, it just it just seems weird. It's, it's well, okay. I guess it's a better cover if if the others find her, then she doesn't want to say right. I'm, I'm here to get bit for Widmore, right. the guy that he ousted. And maybe she doesn't 
know who they are, at least not initially. Well, or does she? Yeah, because at this point, they just said we're Flight 815. They know she's not. Oh, right. She found that out pretty quickly. But I guess it doesn't mean they're not others. I mean, technically, no, since Cindy's over there, but. Yeah, and she probably doesn't have any good way to tell who the others are in terms of, like, you know, where they're living necessarily. Yeah, and I mean, Wimmer left long enough ago that, like, she wouldn't know Juliet, for example. Exactly, yeah. Um. I guess that's the question is the only way I guess she'd have to ask about Ben and see what they say before she could really tell if they were others or not. It's just weird that like the plot in this ep or the contrivance, it's not really a plot, is that like Locke has Ben and he's gonna take Sawyer to go kill him. Mm-hmm. You know, just the idea that like that's pretty reasonable at this point. Um, that, you know, Sawyer would want to do that. And like ostensibly, according to what they tell us later, you know, that's the that's the first primary mission, like get Ben. The yeah. Second, the second part would be Woodmore comes to the island, I think. But, yeah. You know, Ben's the leader that you know exiled him, so he wants to depose him and capture him first. You know. Yeah. Which is logical, I think. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I feel like the Losties don't have a horse in that game. You know, like. At this point, at least most of them, like, they don't care if Whitmore comes to the island or who's in charge of the others. They don't, I I know they don't like Ben. I mean, he's been fucking with them the whole time. And he's responsible for a lot of bad shit that's happened to them. Um, So I feel like they wouldn't necessarily, I mean, I almost feel like they'd be, like, willing to help. Yeah. I think Whitmore would probably just, Whitmore would probably just kill them all. But That's the thing. That's the thing. Ultimately, what they tell us is that Widmore would kill them all. But you know, I guess I guess Widmore doesn't know what Ben has done to them. You know, so he doesn't know. You know that they would. Be, but the thing is, they could enlist the Lassies to help them find Ben and then kill them all anyway. Yeah, like yeah. their Jira passengers just kill them. Yeah. Um. Way. Like, yeah. And so it's sort of like that would have been simpler because her lie is so elaborate. And, and like, it's even the, the A-15 thing is even another level. It's not just it's this crazy thing, but presumably, I think, she knows that Widmore planted the plane wreck. <laughs> yeah, I think she knows that. And it's, I think it's what's strange is, oh, then that means she that means she's lying when she says I wasn't expecting. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's part of the cover. She knows that she there. thought they would be there. Yeah. So if I find them, she's in the. But I guess that's yeah. So she should know that those people aren't original others. Right. But it doesn't mean they haven't been conscripted. Although I don't know if Whitmore even thinks that they do that. No, but I guess it's safe to play. She's got to play the highest hand she can. Yeah. Until she knows. And that and that's that's the, that's to say she was sent by a neutral party to right. find a neutral party. Right, right. Um, and she's yeah. like, I don't know why I never met her. Uh, it's a weird thing to say. Like, I don't know why. The why is to find Desmond. Yeah, I don't know why to find Desmond. Is that what she means? Like, my company was hired by a woman named Penelope. Uh, Penelope. Penelope Widmore. I don't know why I never met her. 
I she gave us a set of coordinates. We've been conducting a differential GPS grid search ever since. But she says they're there for Desmond, right? But then later, yeah, before that. Oh yeah, but right before that, she says, "So you weren't looking for us, and who were you looking for?" Naomi says, "Desmond." Oh no, she says, "Him." So he says, "Desmond." My company was hired by a woman named Penny. Right. right. No, why? So, yeah, I think what she's saying is she doesn't know why Penny wants to get find Desmond. Oh. I think I think that's that's the thing. That's oh, I see. That I don't know. Okay. Not this. Okay. Nah. Okay. That makes sense. Um. Which, like, if she never met her, it's like, okay, sure. And it's it's actually good, like, you know, I never met her, so don't ask me anything more about her. Because I don't want to sit here and have to, like, come up with yeah. more stuff. But that's going to be lies. So this next part where she says, we were given coordinates in the middle of the bloody ocean. We thought it was a fool's errand until three days ago. I was flying back for, for, for the ship when all of a sudden the clouds cleared and saw land. Fisherman started spinning. I realized I was going down, so I grabbed my chute and bailed. So so I like that could totally all be true. So part yeah. of that's definitely true. Right? I mean, if she was in the helicopter, she came to the island, the instrument should have been spinning, and yeah, sure. goes down. So that part's true. That seems true, yeah. Now, the question is, did they think it was a fool's errand? When Woodmore said, here's the coordinates of the right. island, right? She, she didn't, I mean, did she think that was not true? Like, she went later to look at the coordinates, and, well, why is Woodmore sending us on this fool's errand? Like, is I, that part a lie? I feel like they didn't think that, but I don't know how we would really know. I mean, I guess I'm thinking of all the stuff we see later with them, um, you know, on the freighter. And I never got the impression they thought they were on a fool's errand. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, there's certainly an atmosphere of this is dangerous. This is crazy. But I definitely don't get the sense they think they're wasting their time. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember that. So that seems like a lie to me. And it was like three days ago. You found this thing three days ago, and you're just now getting here. What did they find three days ago? She said uh, we thought it was a fool's errand until three days. They found the island three days ago. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Is three days ago when the helicopter crashed? Or... I guess so because she says she grabbed her chute and bailed. So, okay. Uh, okay, so that's what she means. Three days ago is when that she accurate. Dropped. Oh, she dropped in Catch-22? Yeah. Oh, that makes sense then. Okay. Yeah, that seems roughly right. Yeah, no, that, uh, yeah. Let's, that's day, let's see if they did it right. That's day 84 to 85. <laughs> oh, you're going to count days. You're going to count the days. And this is day uh, 88 to 89. Well, there you go. That works. Well, it's four days. Plus or minus. Come on, give, cut her some slack. <laughs> no slack. There's no <laughs> slack to be cut here. <laughs> it's pretty close. Nah. <laughs> 24 hours off. Nice try, Naomi. She's 25% wrong. If you want to put it that way. <laughs> I mean, it's a range, right? I mean, you know, maybe she's right. No, she's wrong. Or did I count it wrong? If it's if it's eighty eighty four to eighty five, yeah. And the other one is eighty eight to eighty nine. So she was found on eighty five, and the day she's speaking is eighty eight. It would be three days, no? 
Oh, if she's found this, okay. If she's found the second day, okay, yeah. she's in that range. I'm she's thinking... talking the first day. I mean, may, maybe that doesn't quite work with what happened in the episode, but yeah. it seems possible. I mean, you know. All right. I don't mean to upset. I'm not trying to obsess about it. I just, uh, <laughs> it's not actually a big deal. No, it's fine. I'm glad you care. I... <laughs> no, I actually don't really care. Oh, okay. Just, yeah. Well, I'm glad you're uh, interested enough to look it up. talk about it, but yeah, I just wanted to see how accurate that was, but uh, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, you know, they say this thing later about how Whitmore was looking for the island for 20 years or something, and uh-huh. there's some controversy about that. Um, I just say that to say that, you know, they can be pretty loosey-goosey about dates sometimes. Yeah. And one day off, even though, you know, relatively speaking, well, yeah. it doesn't seem that, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just would expect them to get it right. Fair enough. Uh, when they're talking about how many days and they know they're tracking yeah. the days versus like somebody giving a range or something of like yeah. twenty years and. But yeah. I agree. Um, get it right. It's not that big of a deal. Get it right. Get it right. Um, but yeah, pretty good episode. I mean, you know, Locke doing his thing. Um. It was interesting those moments when Locke had the higher status a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, except, well, in the flashbacks, no, but he was relatively in control uh, during the present. Although, yeah, it is kind of frustrating that, and there's no way for him to do, you know, be more proactive, but Richard just kind of has to hand him the solution. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, there's no way for him to know that, so... It has to be that way, but it is sort of like, it is sort of like, once again, Locke is just being pushed, you know, into doing things. Another person manipulating Locke? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, and, yeah, Richard's stake in all of it is still a bit mysterious to me, like, what exactly he thinks about Locke. Like, I remember in the 70s, um, he talks to Jack about it, and he's like, I went to see him, and... I didn't think there was anything that special about him. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if the prophecy were true, you know, if it was just based on the fact that he appeared in the 50s, you know, you wouldn't think he would say that in the 70s. Well, here's the thing I was going to mention about that is, again, it's about interpretation, right? Like, just because someone time travels, and this is a weird thing to say, <laughs> just because someone time travels doesn't mean they're special. Right. Totally. And I think it's easy to say, wow, you time travel where you must be special. Right. What if you come from a future where time travel costs a penny and everybody does it and it's not a big deal? Then it's just like, oh, I didn't think about that context. Right, right. Um, So, yeah, the idea that he comes back is the beginning of this whole myth about himself and – I, the, the the problem is what you know special is just this general word and I think that's you know that's Locke's problem specifically is he doesn't know what that means so he's looking for it in every place he can you know uh, and never finds it uh, and I think the same thing with like with with the others and with Richard it's like what does it mean that he's special you know right he has a special role to play in all of your lives. Right, true. You know, but like, 
you know, first of all, what do you guys even want? Do you even know what you want, Richard? Like, you know, you're you're one of the, you're the OG other, and like, I don't even know if you know what you want. So I mean, we we know what well, Jacob yeah, told totally. you, but like, what do you even you know? What's even the main goal here from Richard's perspective? I think that's a good question. Um, <laughs> we you should have the answer. We've been podcasting for years. <laughs> we should know the answer. We really should, but uh, I have to say, I I I the answer doesn't come to mind immediately. <laughs> um. So. Let me, but let me get this straight. Does he? Does he tell Locke? Yeah, Ben doesn't want anyone to think you're special. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is this is the thing. This thing. Is so, it... are we to believe that? Because in the seventies, in the seventies, he says, "I went to visit him. He didn't seem special to me." Whatever Jack that says, means. "Yeah." Oh, oh, can we talk about the test he gave him? Oh yeah, the test. Yeah. How like in hindsight, those make no sense. I, I think I, – I thought we came to the conclusion it was the compass. He was supposed to choose the compass because the compass was the thing that uh, time-traveling Locke gave him. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but that test makes no sense. Oh, it makes no sense at all. Why would he – Why would he, he know about something that he hasn't experienced? Know something he's going to do later. Yeah, it doesn't add up at all. I like, agree. But like, I feel like that's the answer. I don't know. It, and first of all, and it, it, you know, with the with the with the main idea of the show, even if he had picked the compass, it just would have been a coincidence. But that would have been taken as a sign that he was special, which right. would have been folly because the, uh, yeah, you know, which would have been very lost. But yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, so are we meant to believe that? You know, Jack says don't give up on him. That is a little bit of encouragement, but ultimately it's the fact that. Locke crashed on the island and his uh, paralysis is healed, yeah. which which is what Richard talks about here. Is is it that that sort of pushed him over the edge? Well, I was going to say maybe Richard is like, listen, uh, Ben doesn't want people to think you're special. I don't think you're special, but you're a, you'd be a better leader than Ben because Ben's crazy. Right. And and the only person who has a chance of defeating Ben is you because of who people think you are or right. whatever. So I think it, it could either be that or it could be like you're saying um, he got convinced at some point that he was special because of the healing. Um, uh, but again, I think, you know, uh, they're never – and I, and I feel like it's a lesson for life, really. Just they're never asking, yeah, but what if it doesn't mean anything? Right. You know, Locke got healed. Okay. That. What if it means he's special? Ooh, good question. What if it doesn't mean anything? Right. What if it's a coincidence? And that's the What if that's it's just a pad- passive power? Of yeah, these- yeah. What if people just get healed? Uh, he and just, He got the, the right location, you know, healing stream you know, uh-huh. just by luck, you know? Yeah. I'm, and you can go one step further and say, even if it, even if he was healed on purpose, why does that mean, uh, there needs to be some action afterwards? Why can't that just be the only thing to happen? Why, why does that mean we should follow him? Why does that mean he's going to do something great? You right. know, why doesn't that just mean, well, Jacob wanted to heal this guy or the Island just healed this guy. Like, yeah, you know, even, even to go to second step is like, is a little erroneous. 
I mean, Ben Ben is healed from seemingly like what would be a fatal gunshot wound via the temple, yes, but he is healed there. And yeah. you know, Richard here says uh, that could, and referring to Locke's situation, that could only happen to someone who is extremely special. Like it feels to me, and this is Reconny because they don't have. I mean, we don't know much about Richard at this point, but you know, Jacob. Uh, you know, touched him and he became like, you know, quasi immortal. Mm -hmm. So is he very special because Jacob did that to him? I mean, he just asked for it. Like, and Jacob happened to have the power. Does that make Richard special? Or is it just like, that's something he got, you know, because he was in the right place at the right time. Yeah. And I think Richard's thing is better than Locke's thing. I agree. So, so what does that even mean? Does that mean Richard's more special? Yeah, and I mean, questions they're not asking. Is he implying that it happened because of Jacob? And also, extra question along those lines: Did Richard ever discuss Locke with Jacob? Like, mm-hmm. it's not clear, you know. Or is he just drawing his own conclusions, you know, based on what he thinks Jacob? And wants? and pff, what's even crazier is with the whole lighthouse idea. Jacob is bringing people to the island who are broken. Right. And if Locke came to the island, that means he's broken. How could your leader be the person who's broken? Right. Right. So, and Richard should know that, right? The weird thing is that Richard does not know about the candidates, which they... You're right. Season six. Yeah. It, like, he... That's that's the weird thing about that, Richard. That's, like, the one thing he should have known. Yeah. He's, like, the emissary for the people that Jacob brings to the island, but Jacob didn't bother to tell him that he's going to bring his replacements to the island. And that scene in season six where the man Black's like, you mean he didn't tell you? Like, it was like, I wanted to, like, choke the riot. Like, really? Richard didn't know that? Yeah. Are you kidding me? And actually, it would have been interesting if they had just said he did know, because that would have meant he could have looked out for the Losties, for the candidates over all this time. You know, that could have informed why he's helping Locke in this situation here. Right. You know, um, if he's like, well, Locke's a candidate, he needs to, you know, be here long term. You know, I don't want him to get in... And Ben's crosshairs or whatever. Right. Um, yeah, that's... Yeah, I guess it was easier to say he never knew. I think that's the idea. I think they didn't want to get in trouble if they said he knew. Yeah. And, like, have to... There is... There is... There's something to the idea of keeping Richard out of that in terms of this whole game that Jacob and Man in Black are playing about the yeah. nature of humanity. Like, well, it might be unfair if, if I have, you know, Richard down there. He's already my emissary... But if I tell, but if, but I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess Man in Black doesn't even know about the candidate thing, right? No, he did. He had the cave and the. Well, but I mean, t- at a certain point, he knows, but he doesn't know. Well, I guess there's a certain point where Richard, I mean, Jacob makes the decision to need candidates, and then later. Man in Black knows about it. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Um... Uh, there is that scene in Abiturno where, um, uh, uh... They do talk about that, don't they? Where he, yeah, where he's, well, I mean, it's, it's sort of alluded to, like, like, Richard, uh, Richard, Jesus Christ, uh, the, oh, fuck it, how, how does it go again? 
Yeah, I remember their names. But I'm trying to remember how the how the lines go. Oh, <laughs> it's something. It's something like um, he's he's talking about how he's gonna kill Jacob, and Jacob says, uh, "If I die, someone will take my place." And he goes, "Well, I'll kill them too." Ah, uh, yeah. You know, and so it's like it, it it isn't quite the same thing as saying I've got all these candidates and there's this huge plan and all that stuff, but um, at the very least, he has this idea that killing Jacob may not be the end. Yeah. You know, and like when did he discover, you know, the names and start crossing them off and stuff like that? Like, you know, go in the cave and all that stuff. It's not clear, but I think. I think you're right that specifically, like, Jacob's plan to get them, he came up with it before Demand Black found out about it. Yeah. And I don't think we know when he found out. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's definitely not shown on screen, so it's completely up to speculation. But I, I think the weird thing about Richard for me is that he's the closest to Jacob. I mean, you know among the the good guys quote unquote um but at the same time jacob withholds information from him and you know like dogan knew about the candidates and you know oh my I, god i just i'm reading the transcript and i haven't turned out there's one line here i gotta bring up that i think oh. just is like i wish i didn't read this go for it what is it so this is jacob talking to richard about why you you know, bringing people to the island and all that stuff. Yeah. And that uh, the man that sent this is Jacob. The man that sent you to kill me believes that everyone is corruptible because it's in their very nature to sin. I bring people here to prove him wrong. Okay, so first of all, that means that I forgot about that. I forgot about the exact wordage here, which basically means that they actually have to be test. Like part of the thing is for Man in Black to test them. And Jacob wins if they resist. Because it's not about whether people are good or bad. It's about if they're corruptible. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you can be good but be corruptible. And that's the point is, are good people corruptible? And I guess maybe right. that's the point is, if you're good, you're not corruptible. I don't know. Okay, so anyway, that's the first But the second I feel like part one there. problem with that game is that Man in Black's not really playing. Like, he's just trying to get off the island. Yeah. You know what I mean? He wouldn't need to corrupt people if he didn't if you weren't trapping him there, you know? Yes. Yep. So that's that, that's something that bothers me about that. But yeah, you're right. That's Yeah, that's like their their that's like their version of ping pong. Like this is the the game they're playing as they're in this war about who can, you know, if who can leave the island or not. Right. Uh, okay, so he says, "I bring people here to prove him wrong." Here's the line that's crazy to me. Especially for what we were just talking about with this episode with Locke and Sawyer. Mm-hmm. Here's the line. And when they get here, their past doesn't matter. <laughs> Isn't the whole point of this show what? that their past matters? Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> on the island and they have to get over it by what they go through on the island. I mean, maybe maybe the point is they have to realize that their past doesn't matter or or... Ultimately, the past doesn't matter because they have a new life here. But I see what you mean. Yeah. That is weird. To know the difference between right and wrong without me having to tell them. Oh, because you know the difference? Right. <laughs> He's the arbiter of morality? Here? Yeah, yeah. apparently. That's really funny. Wow. 
Some of these britches are a little. Is British. that why he knows Man in Black's evil? Because he can just like sense it. He just knows. He just knows. Is that what happens when you become the protector? Like you just have this inherent moral sense that comes over you. Is that why Mother was like a murderer? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah, that's weird. Yeah, no, this whole this whole concept, this whole idea and explanation, this this is this is this is one of the top ten lost scenes ever. Like it's just it's so packed with like what? Why? Yeah. yeah. If you don't step in, you know, he will. And it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, you want a job and Well, and then the weird thing is it seems like he didn't think of that. Even though what you're saying, which seems to be true, is that the earlier part is implying that he knows he's gonna step in. Wait, what do you mean? Right? I mean well, that's what we were saying earlier, that, like, he, you know, the Man of Black thinks people are corruptible. Yeah. I bring people here to prove them wrong. It seems like it's implying that part of the game is the Man of Black's going to try to corrupt them. Yeah. You know, but then in turn, Richard says... Uh, well, that's the problem. He, he, they're going to, they're going to bring people to the island. People are going to come to the island. Man in Black is going to try to corrupt them. Jacob is going to stand back and not actually influence them because and that's yeah. his, his next whole part is i don't want to tell them what's right and wrong right uh which which because that would be corrupting them for good i guess right um uh which which doesn't prove his point but then okay. what's your question but then richard is like if you don't step in the man of black will and i feel like and oh, it is implied that he should be stepping in yeah, and his response to that is, oh, I should give you a job, and I should step in because you're right. Like, I didn't think about it that way. But then, it, on the other hand, it seems like it seems like the answer should be, yeah, he steps in. That's the point. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, that's how it's supposed to work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is weird. Because he says, it's all meaningless if I have to force him to do anything. Why should I have to step in? Well, for a lot of reasons. <laughs> right. I can give you the reasons if you want to. But yeah, then it's, yeah, it, you know, part of it is a retcon because we're trying to Total. make it Richard the the representative. But but basically saying, okay, well, in this game where everyone comes to the island in this neutral way, Man in Black's already coming in for the, for the evil side. Now we need somebody to come in for the good side. And right. okay, Richard, you do that. Right. right. Um... Yeah, but this whole thing about the past, their past doesn't matter. I'm trying to understand what 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 he means by that. I guess he's he's meaning their past shouldn't matter. Yeah, but the whole I feel point. Like that's the idea. It's like the whole point of them coming there. The tabula the whole rasa, point, you know, they get a they get a chance to kind of start. But the whole over. point is these are people who. Yeah, I know. Like, he should have told them that, right? That's the whole point is these are almost by definition, they're broken people. So almost by definition, they're, they're broken by things they can't get over. If they could have gotten over it, they wouldn't be broken. Right. They well, wouldn't need to come to the island. I will also throw in a distinction that I don't know if it matters or not between the candidates that he's bringing to the island to replace him and the people he's bringing to the island to prove the man black wrong about mankind being corruptible i think those are separate things that sort of seem like they go together but in this situation uh it doesn't work like the people he brings to prove man and black wrong their past doesn't matter they're supposed to start 
fresh and they get the chance to make I think this is before candidates though this is I agree I agree that's kind of the point I'm making I don't think he's bringing broken people I think the broken people were the people he was bringing oh the broken people were the candidates exactly Wait, which makes no sense, though. <laughs> Why would you bring broken people to replace Because, because they needed the island more than their lives or... He, he oh, because then they would be motivated. They'd yeah. be motivated to protect the island because it's the place where they got unbroken. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, it's manipulative. Wow. Wow. That's really weird. I don't know if we've ever put it in those terms before. Um, it's Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, that's so crazy. I'll bring you to this place that's so hellish that if you survive and get over your trauma, you'll come to love. You'll be so thankful that you're willing to give your life to protect it. Yeah. Because you wouldn't put your life on the line so many times that giving your putting your life on the line for the island won't be that big a yeah. deal. Yeah, and for Jack, you know, that's basically what happens. Even Hurley, to to an extent. Yeah, because it's like we've died, we've gotten close to dying so many times. Yeah. Well, now I have a reason to put my life on the line. Right, right, right. It's not just like yeah, there's a bore or something. It's yeah, yeah. That's crazy. It is crazy. I never really thought about it that way. I have not thought about it that way. <laughs> yeah, wow. That that needs to go in the uh, in the uh, the bookmark section of uh, how to think about the show. Because yeah, I don't think we've 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 sort of <sighs> framed Jacob uh, and the candidates that way. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. And I also hadn't really zeroed in on their past. Doesn't matter. Um, as being a thing. Yeah. And because I, if it's past matter, then they're not thinking about the island. Right. And that's exactly Ben's problem, now that yeah. we talk about it, is he, his past matters to him, which right. is why he's fixated on the fertility thing. True. True. And he's only really protective of the island, and, and so as far that he's selfish about power and stuff like that. Right, right. Um. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I am curious about Ben's attachment to the island. Like, is it just the fact that? Is it that he was healed, or sort of what is it? What is it for Ben that makes him want to be on the island? Do we learn that? <laughs> Well, and it's interesting because it's specifically that, right? Because he could have been a Widmore and wanting to be in charge but still leave the island. But he's yeah. he's he's literally against that. That's why he yeah. kicked Widmore out because he wasn't doing something right. He didn't have the right fidelity to the island. But what does that really mean? Yeah. Um. What does that really mean for Ben? Yeah, where does his loyalty come from? I mean, it, it really seemed to me... And we'll see it in the next episode, and like maybe this will make more sense once we see the next episode where we see his backstory. But it seems to me like he ran to the others because, you know, because his father was so shitty. Yeah. And 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 therefore like there was no place for him in Dharma that was like, you know, fun to be with, and so it was like 
you know, it was adventure. It was like a rebellion. It was, you know, it it didn't seem to me like he had any particular attachment to the island or the other's mission or whatever. It was more just like you're against them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's. I think there's a sense that this is his home. You know, he feels like so he wants to protect it in that sense. Because he kind of but... grows up there, I, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's some turn there to where he's just kind of a kid and, you know, and like when, when, when Woodmore's in charge and he's growing up and all that stuff, and when he, when he mm-hmm. takes Alex and all that, yeah. uh, um, yeah, I'm trying to think like, at what point is he thinking the island is mystical and magical and special and all that stuff and where it needs to be protected and who told him that? Yeah. And this, the whole idea of good and bad people, you know, that that's mm-hmm. a big part of the others, obviously comes from man and, uh, from Jacob via Richard right, and this right. whole game they're playing about people. But, but it's like that's all Ben does is manipulate people, you know? So this idea of, like, right. uh, people being corruptible is, like, Ben's proving Man in Black's side of it oh, the definitely. whole time and of course he becomes a huge i mean and he's literally the one that kills jacob the, he's the one oh wow oh wow maybe that's maybe that's his loophole maybe maybe that's it proving him wrong no like yeah proving him wrong in the contest right like i won now i i convinced you know, I convince someone to kill you. That means that people are inherently corruptible. And a guy, yeah, a guy who loved you, a.k.a. was a good guy, I corrupted him and made him bad. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I win. Thus, I get to leave the island. I want to make that leap. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not clear why that would be true. I mean, if he made a bargain with Jacob, you know, where it was like... If I prove you wrong, you have to let me leave or something, you know. Um, it kind of seemed to me like it was just a loophole because, uh, you know, because he couldn't kill Jacob himself, but he could talk someone else into doing it. But it does seem like it ties in. I mean, I feel like that all of those issues swirling around, like, mm-hmm. feel, feel related. But they yeah, don't... it's hard to feel. It's hard to connect them, but they are definitely related. And I think the idea of like if you're having if you're having a game about the, the fundamental human nature, and there's a good side and bad. There's man in black and Jacob. Like, I feel like as uh, from a writing standpoint, how do you prove who wins? And I feel like if you want the bad guy to win, you get the bad guy to get a good guy to kill the good guy. Right. That's the ultimate way to prove the point about human corruptibility, I think. Yeah. And they did that. So yeah. I want to feel like that was their point. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would make sense. I, I wish they had, like, underlined that a little more. Um, I guess they... Like, of... yeah, I wish I wish he would have said checkmate or something, you know. Yeah. Just like, yeah, I won that. I won that game. Now, now you're the you're the episode historian. Was <laughs> was 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 Abby Turno after or before that? Before after. Jacob gets killed, it was after. After Jacob gets killed, yeah, 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 because that was season six. Jacob gets killed in the incident, then the season. Okay. Five. Then we wouldn't have we wouldn't have known about the game then, right? No. But the game well, was- no, no, no. We, I mean, we knew about the game because the first time we hear about it is 
not exactly what he says in Avaterno, but the first version is from the incident, the first scene, where, um, where you know, Man of Black says, uh, still trying to prove me wrong, and, you know, and he's like, uh, you are wrong, and they come, they fight, they destroy, they corrupt, it always ends the same, and it only ends once, everything that happens before that is just progress, and, you know, it kind of alludes to it. I feel like you can take away from that conversation Okay. The game that's going on. Yeah, so yeah. Like, kind of new. I mean, they got a little more specific about it later. Um, but you get the idea that Mana Black thinks people are corruptible. You know, Jacob disagrees. Jacob's trying to prove him wrong. I mean, those lines are all pretty much there. Uh, and, you know, the scene in the incident ostensibly takes place, like, right before Aperturno. So yeah. it's, it's very much the same, you know, time period. Um, yeah, yeah. One of these days I'm going to find a loophole, my friend. <laughs> Although he's your brother. Right, right, right. Yeah, well, they're not going to say that yet. Yeah, yeah, I guess they're not going to, you know. Brother, yeah, they're going to say that one for later. Um I feel like another thing about this, it sort of reminds me of the lists where there's like, there's these various lists that serve different purposes for different people at different times, but it's always lists. Like, I I feel like with Jacob bringing people to the island, the issue is sort of confused that he was bringing people to prove Man in Black wrong. He was also bringing candidates there. In a way, the candidates are part of that plan, and in a way, they're not. You know, mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of messy. Just a little bit. Like, I think his his mission with the candidates was more specific than that. You know, mm-hmm. but I think they are a part of it in the sense that you know he didn't interfere with them at least not too much until very late in the game, and you know he wanted them to you know prove him right. Yeah. And take his place. You know, but it wasn't just about that. You know, and that's the question, um, is how would, you know, I feel like, like we just kind of said, like, we, we have a good idea of what it would look like for Man in Black to win the game. But what would it look like for, for Jacob to win? Is it, is it, is it. Because it's not the opposite, right? For, for, for Man in Black to win, a good external representation of that would be for a good guy to be corrupted to kill a good guy. Yeah. But that's but it's not the same for Jacob, where Jacob would win if a bad guy was corrupted to kill a bad guy. Right, no. Because Jacob's not trying to corrupt people. No. It would, it would have to be a good guy killing a Man in Black. Yeah, which right? I guess happens. But doing it on his own accord, not doing it as a corruption. Right. Right. Which sort of happens. Which kind of happens. So you might say that that's it, if you wanted to. Well, but Jack kills Men in Black because... I know. It it doesn't work out perfectly, but I feel like that's the closest you get. Yeah. Yeah, so why didn't... So so then it's almost like, well, besides the candidate thing, if Jacob wants to win the game, he's got to wait long enough 
till a good person resist, you know, is influenced by a man in black, but resists the corruption and ends up killing him. Yeah. But he can't, like, so he can't just convince someone to kill him. Right. Because then that's not the game. Right. Uh, wow, it's so weird. That's, that's such a weird... So he's just got to... So it's a waiting game. He's got to wait it out, yeah. Um, but, but, but by virtue of that, it means he needs Man in Black to interfere. Right. Right. Yeah, that's uh, that's awkward. Yeah, it seems like that's that's part of the plan. But yeah, wow, this show's all over the place. It really is. It's just it's, it's a mess. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's so confusing. Um, and yeah, and we haven't even really. I mean, I guess it's raising all these issues because we're meeting people like Richard, and we're about to head to places like the cabin. Yeah. But um. We haven't really gotten into it yet, you know? We're, Not, we're just barely, uh, like, on the verge of that stuff. Yeah. You know, just beginning. Um, and it's already... Cra- I mean, even if you even if you just forget about Jacob and Man in Black and just look at what's going on with Naomi, it's a mess. Yeah! <laughs> it's like, you know, like, that's already a huge thing to untangle that still is hard to understand. Even as much as we know about that whole situation and as many scenes as we saw of Naomi afterwards. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's just so many layers of, of things going on. It, and, yeah, yeah, and it's really hard to decode, you know? It's like, try. I mean, I feel like it would just be a, such, a, such a huge piece of labor to try to go, you know, go through what people say and figure out what is... What's outright lies and manipulation? What is, like, just misinterpretation? What mm-hmm. is, you know, honest mistakes? And, yeah. you know, what is the truth? And what, you know, like... Yeah. All those things are so tangled together, and it can be really hard to tell, especially when we don't get certain scenes. And there are a lot of scenes with Naomi later, and yet I feel like we we never really learn the essential parts about like how this con was supposed to work yeah you know it's sort of like and, and i guess this happens on the show a lot where like once the con's over they don't bother explaining it anymore yeah you know they're just they're moving on because we already know why she's there and they're not going to talk about well why did you say that stuff at the beginning mm-hmm. you know it's a little bit like jeremy bentham oh yeah you know? There's no discussion of like, but wait a minute, why was he calling himself Jeremy Bentham again? Like, no one even bothers with it once we know <laughs> who he is. You know, it's like, we didn't want to say locked yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, Widmark gave him the ID. True. Because somebody was after him. Right. They were after him. They're after me. They're after me, guys. Oh, I can't wait till we get to that. It was Whitmore that was after him, right? Or was it Ben? Or was it both? <laughs> Who even knows? Yeah, oh. I don't know. What a mess. Uh, yeah, I think it's Ben who tries to kill him. Oh, right. Ben Make kills no Afton, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. Why is Ben trying to kill Locke? Because he is special. I don't know. Ben's crazy. Yeah, Ben goes back and forth on about killing Locke. Like, he flip-flops. Like several a times. A lot, yeah. That's kind of his running gag. 
It does end with him killing Locke, so, you know, I'll give him the yeah. follow-through, but it takes a while to get there. Wow. All right, well, we went through and, a lot. And if I remember right, I think there's even a scene from season five where um, it's insinuated that... Yeah, 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 it was Alex who told him that. So presumably, like, like the smoke monster actually read his mind. <laughs> he was thinking about killing Locke again. Even after uh, he comes back to life. Wait, what? In in season five, when uh-huh. you know they crash with Ajira. Yeah. Uh, you know he goes over to be judged by the smoke monster. Yeah. And after that, Alex comes out, and mm-hmm. he's like, "She's like, I remember oh, she okay. line where like I know you're already thinking about killing him." Yeah. But if you if you do anything to hurt him, I will hunt you down and destroy you. Yeah. You know? It Ben was thinking about killing Locke again. Even yeah, after, after he comes back to life. After he had already killed him. <laughs> it was like, I'll try to get in, yeah. When at first he does succeed, kill Locke again. Yeah, it's like that's crazy. And and I, I feel like it's true because Smokey just scanned him. I, it's a little bit of a writer thing in that I think they're trying to m- tell the audience that Ben's not going to try anything. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, that Ben's not going to try anything again, but right. but is validating the idea that he's already thinking it. Yeah. He's already thinking, which he's got nothing, which I guess makes sense in a way. Yeah, I was going to say he's got nothing to fear from Locke, but Locke is still, like, he's back from the dead, so he seems even And more- he's super special, and he's the leader of the others, pretty yeah. soon, too. So yeah, I, I feel I think you're right. Ultimately, they just have to deal with that issue. They have to they have to explain why Ben isn't trying to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> and Locke is able to redirect that anger towards Jacob. Yeah, exactly. Very uh, very effectively. And and there's the threat. I mean, he just openly says like, if you hurt him, the smoke monster will come kill you. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, I mean, that's pretty, you know, Smoke Monster's pretty scary. Why, why, uh, why doesn't Ben just say, why, why didn't the Smoke Monster go kill Jacob himself, you know? It's a good question. Although at that point he doesn't know, you know, that that's yeah. what Locke wants. He just says, like, follow what Locke tells you. you yeah. Know? And so he doesn't know what that's going to be, but obviously later he finds out. And then the question could be asked... Again, you know, uh, I was, I'm glad we brought that that uh, that uh, parallel up between Man in Black and 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 Ben and Jacob and and uh, Ben and Sawyer, Anthony Cooper and uh, Locke, um, because it's the same similar thing of like you know stab your father figure. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and and the fact that Ben tried to make Locke do that, it, it it made sense that once Ben had a knife in his hand, he would do the same thing in the mm-hmm. same way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. In a way, they just re- rehashed that whole Yeah, idea. you're right. <laughs> I didn't really think about it that way, but yeah. Yeah, they just reused it in a, yeah. in a bigger context. It, it almost makes it seem like an other's thing. Like, this it is does. just what others do. We... Yeah. We need to stab whoever's standing <laughs> in our way or something. There's there's no real precedent for that except like, yeah, it happens a couple times, but yeah, you're right, it does seem that way. Yeah, interesting. It is. Well, uh, it's always fun when we get some new insights. 
Uh, I know they they keep happening despite yeah. you know uh, all uh, what you know what you would expect after as much as we've discussed. Um, yeah, six hundred hours or show. or whatever. I don't know yeah. how long we talked about it. This and point. you know, listening to Lost Lowdown twenty nine, it's like man, you know, like uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's been a. It's been a, a lot, a lot. Twenty nine, and now we're on one forty nine. One forty nine, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. We we had no idea back then. I think it was gonna it was gonna go. Yo, this could way. you imagine we would be like, wow, podcast twenty nine. Well, one hundred and twenty yeah. more to go, guys. Let's yeah. Go. See you there, twenty fifteen, huh? Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's with me. <laughs> it seems so far in the future. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Yeah. Five years after the show's been off, guys. Right. Mm-hmm. Still at it. <laughs> it it wow. keeps it keeps yielding. I don't know. It's hard to. That's, um, it's it's the it's the show that keeps on giving, and I yeah. You know, I'm not asking it to. I'm no. trying to. I'm trying to. It's like um, it's like your overflowing to- toilet. That's what the show totally. is. Totally. That's exactly what it's like. But you want it. You want it to stop overflowing. But the fact that it's overflowing means you have to give it this attention. Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, but you and it's kind of like, interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want it. You, you kind of want it to stop because it's making a mess. Right. But but it's uh yeah wow, the whole show is one big overflowing. <laughs> <laughs> they should print that. <laughs> <laughs> Lost. It's lot. actually a compliment. Yeah. No, we, it's good. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, no, it's pretty crazy, uh, still getting, getting, like, things are lining up, and, and, and really seeing the show, I'm, you know, that example of, um, you know, seeing the show, you know, with, uh, in the same episode, a few scenes apart, t- different characters talking about the same facts, you know, so Anthony Cooper right. and Naomi talking about the plane wreckage and having different yeah. contexts, so having different interpretations right. of that. Uh, is the whole basis of the show. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's crazy to see. Look, they're telling us. They're showing us. Right. This is it, guys. And then, and then just sit, letting that sit there and letting the audience do with it what they want. Even though, yeah. like, I think if we thought about it for this episode, we could come to the conclusion that uh, Anthony Cooper's probably not right. Yeah. Uh, that he's in hell, so... Chances are Naomi's reaction is the right one. Yeah. Which is like, well, they're obviously not dead, so there must be some other reason. Yeah. You know, and I feel like we could have drawn that conclusion, and yet I, I, I you don't. don't that's the, the that's the nature of the show, though. You don't get time to to question that, right? These are like lines yeah. hidden throughout all the other contexts and conflicts in the scene. Yeah. And and you know, at the end of the episode, you don't go. What was that they said about the plane wreckage? You know, mm-hmm. you're thinking about, you know, Sawyer having killed the real Sawyer and, right. you know, all this other stuff. And, uh, yes, but it's, you know, when you get to go back and listen line by line, it's, yeah, it becomes clear what they're doing. Yeah. yeah sometimes. <laughs> yeah, right. In the good cases. And then sometimes you get, their past doesn't matter. Oh, God. Right. Whatever that means. <laughs> Cool. Well, anything else? Someday, maybe we'll figure it out. Um, no, I think that's it. Solid. Definitely a solid episode. Um, yeah. You know, the drama was high and the mystery was high. Um, uh, 
it was like pretty much all the threads of the episode worked really well. Like as a contrast to an, uh, an episode like catch 22, yeah. it felt, it felt like way better constructed and um, written and um, you know, uh, all of the, all the elements, the way the show is supposed to work, you know, um, that's how it came off. Instead of just like one crazy person just leading people around for no good reason and you know and no real payoff. Like <laughs> Yeah. You know, I, I feel like Locke had a reason to bring Sawyer and it was logical and I mean the whole thing just made sense. Yeah, and his ruse only lasted like two scenes before yeah. before Sawyer at least knew like, well, you're 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 manipulating me into something. Right. He didn't know the whole story yet, but Right. Um I think that was like that was a smart move. Uh, yeah. And I guess it's similar in that Locke wants him to do it um for selfish reasons in a sense. Um but it is also a good thing for Sawyer. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, Locke read his Locke read, was it was it Sawyer's file Locke was reading or his own file that he was reading in the beginning when he burned. Um, uh, I think it's Sawyer's file. I think that's what's implied with these line with Richard. Um, because oh, yeah. I'm gonna give you Sawyer's file so you'll know why he need why he'll will want to kill. Yeah, because Locke's line like Richard hands him the file and Locke says Sawyer, why would Sawyer kill my father? He doesn't even know him. And Richard says keep reading. All right. So I think its implication is it's Sawyer's file then. When does when does I guess we don't see when 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 Locke kidnaps Anthony Cooper? Because no, it was it's off right? scene. Yeah, it would have been after that scene when he gets the yeah. file. Yeah. You're right. They just kind of skip over when yeah. he kidnapped him and took him to the they bar. That. In the middle of the night, he took him away. and Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I think about that. It's a little missing piece. Yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah, pretty good stuff. Uh, we'll be yeah, back with it. the next one. Yeah. The infamous man behind the curtain. With the cabin. Get ready, kid. Oh, no. Cabin time. <laughs> Just when you thought it was safe to go to the next episode. Oh, man. Yeah, Locke with that bag over his shoulder. I was just like, yeah, I know where this is leading. Oh, jeez. No, we're good. Wow. So, uh, three more episodes in the end of season three. We're really we're really winding up here. It's Nice. So wow. Wow. Yeah, and I feel like once season four starts, I mean, that's like the beginning of the roller coaster. Totally, yeah. The pace yeah. is way faster. The seasons are shorter, and, like, yeah. Yeah. It changes, definitely. All right, well, until next time, thanks and namaste. Namaste, and good luck.